When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sometimes she lays, yeah, but most times she lies. <laughs> Sometimes she lies. Okay. Sometimes she slings. Sometimes slings. She throws. <laughs> Sometimes she casts. Sometimes she tolls too. <laughs> but most times she laughs. She laughs. Sometimes. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our new niece, Joelle Lydia Demosthenes. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. Amanda, yeah. We're known for our wolf spiders. Which is very fitting. Oh, seriously? Oh, boy. Three, four inches Did you say in wolf? width. Did you say wolf? Wolf spiders. Uh, see, yeah, I don't know much about spiders because I'm scared of them. Big as your feet, man. So, I wow, never going out at night again. Yeah. yeah. Or going out there and moving into that wood for the, for the fire pit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm further sure away. Yeah. <laughs> further Sorry. up, further in. Uh, so, this week we've got our bug spray as we crawl through the hole known as Shelob's Lair yeah. as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. As this chapter... I'm giddy again. I'm as giddy as a schoolboy. I'm ready to go. I feel excited. I feel scared. Yeah. I'm scared. I feel like she lob, you know? She lob or does she catch? Well, she she does one of the two. She keep. But I feel like <laughs> she feel, you know, I meant that. I meant to say it that way. In this tunnel that she's in. She's feeling yeah. good. Oh, she's she's giddy. She's giddy, right? She's in charge. She's the boss. Yeah. She doesn't care about she doesn't care about rings or other powers no. or Sauron. Pfft. She's looking Little her peons for she's licking her chops. Yeah. So or her pinchers or pincers. Whatever. The big things she eats with. Yeah. Yeah. So some tasty, nice, yeah. you know, plump hobbits are coming her way. Have you ever so. eaten a spider? No. I <laughs> no. You know uh, the average human swallows twenty nine spiders in their life. I've heard I've heard that? that. I've heard that. I think the number's high on that, but it's, I'm just you know how most stats, ninety five percent of statistics are made up on the spot. That one was one of those. So I thought twenty nine sounds like but a I've, good number. It's I've one actually, a year. Well I've heard though that they're at one a year. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, dude? Like the average what are you trying to say? I'm sorry, I laid just literally. It's because I'm thirty and I haven't turned to, <laughs> I haven't swallowed one this year yet. Oh, I see, I see, so, I see. See how I rationalized that mistake. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but yeah. In your lifetime, whoever you are, yeah. you know, it's one a year. I'm 81, fella. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're born um, on a leap year. 
<laughs> that was funny. <sighs> so yeah, I don't even know what I was gonna say there, but I was you or, know it was yeah man. spiders. Oh no, I feel like yeah. every time I wake up and I have a cold th- uh, like a sore throat, which is me right now. Yeah, I I feel like. And you get that like pain in the back of your throat. You're like, did a spider? What's wrong? Do you have a spider caught in your throat? Bite me? You know, like, I don't know. Dude, maybe. Because I've heard that. Um, have you heard about the people who, that we're going to gross out so many uppers, guys. I'm sorry. sorry. Please sorry. just fast forward. Have you heard about the people who like, they get like a spider lays eggs in their mouth and they wake up and they're just millions of spiders calling out of their mouth. You're kidding. Like, <laughs> You're joking, right? No. Okay. It's one of the fireworks sound effects, actually, I just used right there. Yeah, that was. Throwback. Throwback. And Simon Thursday. Funny? No, it's not. Um, funny thing about that, you just caused me to remember like a dream that I had forgotten that had come to me years ago when I was oh, a youngster. Okay. Under 10 years old. I have a cousin. Formative years. Yep. All right. I had a cousin named Mandy. And uh, I, I like the, the sound night, of this. The night before, my Aunt Rita was like digging in her ear. I don't know. My, my mom was there. She's a nurse. Dude, too. come on. Save this for one up. And no, real quick. This real, is not real. This is real. This is real. She's like digging in there. They're trying to figure something out, right? I lay down that night to sleep. And it was the realest dream. I actually thought it was real. For several weeks afterwards, I thought did, I couldn't separate no. you know, reality between like dream. She when had I was a youngster, a potato growing out of her ear. What? What? I'm serious. It was like this. It was, and I don't remember what it was, but I felt like it, I, I for years thought that Mandy had something growing out of her ear because they were like trying to get it all out. You know why? Like, because people call ears spuds. Maybe. I don't know. But don't I, they? Yeah, I think. I don't know. They might have said that, though. Is that I, a thing? I, here we are getting yeah, bloated stats, again. Sorry. St- stats being made up. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, here we go. Third week in a row. And I don't know what happened in the chapter. Talking about nothing. Oh, Actually, we gosh. do. Yeah. Uh, this one sucked me right in. It did. I was crawling down the holes, too. I mean, that's just where I was. Yeah. Um, how are you, my friend? You, you've had, we've, the last, wow, um, since we've last talked, it's a lot of occurrences have well passed. Been running on fumes this week, as of you have. Yeah. You know, as of you have. I don't know. <laughs> Can't even talk. Sounds good to murr. Can't even kind of talk. So I went to you, Star yeah, yeah, you're back from Poth or yeah. Jakku or... Dude, it was snowing in, in Chicago. Like legitimately Yeah, sleep. I heard about that. I like I like pulled my hoodie out and like sleet was getting down my shirt and it was like all over the place. And here I am in did shorts. Did you find a tauntaun and just cut shorts. your way in? Or uh, Well, you're always in shorts. I'm always in shorts, yeah. Because, you know, uh, it's just who I am. It's my nature. I'm, I'm warm-blooded, you know. Yeah, but you, you are. Cold-blooded people out there. You can't, you can't, can't handle take a little heat. cold. What? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> so, Are we hobbits in the green I, dragon right I have now? No idea. I We're think a so. Blast. Yeah. Um, but you know, so yeah, I was at uh, uh, Chicago um, Star Wars Celebration, and I had, the land of my youth. By the way, yes, my yes. sister was born there. Yeah, and yeah. I thought of you for you know, I, I was. Did you get a hold of Richard George for a wiener? No, I didn't even. He was going to take you out for a hot dog. No, and I said, I said, I'll bet ten thousand bucks he doesn't even see this comet. Oh my <laughs> lord. You owe Richard George. I he's going to love hearing dog. this. You owe him a wiener in Chicago. Okay. Because the hot dogs are the Richard, best, my I friend. I got you. Actually, that is about all I ate was hot dogs there, too. Did you, the were they shy dogs, though? I don't know. They were local. Gourmet. It was a, it was a local Chicago thing. Chicago hot Yes. Okay. Some truck. You know, they yeah, then they were probably real good. Yeah, they were solid. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. That that was... Yeah, so I owe him because I am going back to Chicago. <sighs> yeah, and I was like, do we... Why is it shy town? Why is it, you yeah. know, S... H-Y. Because she-town doesn't sound as good. Shy-town. You shit town Shy-town. <laughs> Wait, what'd you do? S-H-Y. Shy-town. Yeah. It, why is it so shy? Right? I don't get it. It's got low self-esteem. So anyways, uh, had a great time there. I will get Richard a dog uh, when I go back to meet all the friends that I met yeah. that were actually from Chicago. Yeah. And I had such a good time meeting different folks. I got so inspired, so jacked up, so fired up. And I came back and it's just been like... 
I've been catching up on schoolwork, catching up on like, you know, social media comments, mm-hmm. just different things, other projects. And I'm ready to make some changes in my life, my friend. The flannel wizard is fired up. I mean, I, he's usually sweating. He's, yeah, that sweat has doubled. He's so excited, ready to go amped we went up. We pump some iron. We did. We just, yeah, we'd pump some iron. We got a little sweat going, got yeah. the heart rate up. It's the middle of the day because we're both off today. So yeah. this is great. We listened to some death metal music. Yeah, we did, man. Through <laughs> oh, the Shire and the Hobbits. Um, she loves, she loves, she loves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're feeling inspired. You're feeling yeah. good. We're yeah. actually talking on brand new mics because Ez yes. went out and bought brand new equipment just yes. for, I think we're going to hey. get the UP emblazoned on there, right? Or yeah, something? we are. We are. And actually, I thought we would label each of us would have our own mic. Oh, my gosh. That one's the earth. This one's mine. This one's named Lane. And this one's treat him very well. I want mine to say the flannel wizard. I want mine to say um, Julian. Oh. Okay, Julian. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, guys. Oh, crap. He's back. Sorry. Mine's big podcast. <laughs> so, no. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons, by yes. the way, because... You know, um, we had been, we're working towards the studio. We've got uh, everything kind of lined up. We're ready to start, I would say, like mid May. Guys. Um, and it, we're just going to go nuts this summer. Like, we're going to go crazy. As I, I you know, you're going to make a vow here later in this episode. Yes, I am. I think I'm ready to make a vow myself. Okay, let's do it. And I know you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, lay and pump the brakes. Whoa, whoa. I think we're going to have enough funding to be able to have this studio ready to go. Yeah. Ready to be enjoyed, ready to be sit down in and. I hung want, out in yeah. for the long expected party, guys. The I'm ina- putting it out there. The inaugural. I when, yeah, you know, I think when you come here, we're going to be cracking open that door. Paint may still be drying, but you'll be amazed and you'll think, yeah. "Holy cow!" Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. And then you can walk right into that studio. And, we'll have the mics blaring so loud that the the, the fire of Andrea will be burning off them, and you'll be like just talking into them, and it's going to be an epic it's day. Be awesome. Calm it's, down. Calm down. I am so ready because I, you know, a part of it too is just that we want to like work out. We want to. That's going to be like us up and active. Goldberry. 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 Come down this way. Hey. Hey, actually. Um, Goldberry, you want to say something? Oh, no. She's good. She's, she's good. going to. It's washing day. It's raining well, outside. Here's the so. thing. Yeah, it is. And actually, that kind of motivates me because it's it's a clean, there's a cleansing power yeah, there is. in that. And I was telling yeah, Wayne earlier I came and I saw Goldberry and Winnie sitting on the front porch just waiting for me to arrive yeah. and join the They weather. did that intentionally, by the way. The mist. It was fantastic. Yeah. And so I got to sit down with them in the rocking chair, yep. and it reminded me of the time where my mom and I would sit down out on the front porch, mm-hmm. and she talked about the power of rain and the mm-hmm. cleansing power yep. of it. And I always get motivated on on rainy, you know, drizzly yep. days, even yep. though they're kind of dreary. Like the sun will shine again, you know. Like it's Absolutely. it's sort of like it makes you appreciate that it's coming back. Absolutely. And we need to get ready and prepare ourselves. So, on that note, yes. Um, I told you this. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Oh, you know, the flannel wizard needs his own. I, I hear, well, yeah, yeah we're shaking. Yeah, um, I need my own Goldberry. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. that okay? Goldberry, yeah. can I say that? You know, will you help me? Okay, good. She's giving us the thumbs up. And, to you know, to do that, like I've got some things going on uh, in my life. I've got some personal things that have been happening. I kind of hinted at in the, in the Bywater post. Um, but I've made an agreement and a pact with, with, uh, with Lane um, you know, and I feel like just our friendship is going to help me get to that point. I just, I'm so inspired. I'm so pumped. I'm so jacked yeah. and I just want to be able to do more. And I, and I have a vision. I've told him about the secret project that I'm working on and it's near and dear to my heart. And I, uh, just got the phone with my sister and, and I, I have a lot of, of, of things planned. Yeah. And so I've got to get ready. Yeah. I've got to get ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to prepare myself. So 
a part of that is, you know, just making these declarations and saying, we're going to do it. Here we go. It was the people in Chicago. It was my friends. It was my family. Yeah. It's you listeners. Uh, it's the uppers, you know, who inspire me. And I'll, I'll be honest of, of all the projects that I do, we have the best community. I will say this hands down. It is so, because here's the thing. Most of you listen to me on other projects as well. And you guys know, like we have such a good atmosphere and, and a climate. And I think it comes down to the author and to the content that we're mm -hmm. reading about. You know, it, it's, it's infectious. Yeah, it is. And, and, and it, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. Yes. So it motivates me and it fires me up. Everything else that I do is super fun as well. And, and I love, and here's, here's, here's my, one of my connections. So Star Wars. I, I, can I go on a, on a can I, caveat? Go for can it. Can I go for an aside? Here? Yes. My, my, last, my aside. last aside. Okay. We're starting, Jimmy Nichols. <laughs> we're starting that band, by the way. Um, but so I was in, uh, shout out to my, uh, my, my new friend, Jeremy from Chicago. And <laughs> I, I, I met, you know, Laura, Alice, um, Lindsay. I met so many friends out there. Jimmy, um, I, the list goes on and on. So many good friends. And I just, I, I want to, I, if you're, some of you are like, oh, just Lord of the Rings podcast. Why are you bringing Star Wars? Well, because it can motivate this is you. the fellowship, time. my friend. Okay? Yes. And I was sitting there and, and if you ever hear me on other projects, I often talk about, you know, um, the force and what it means to me. And as a kid growing up with a bone disease, it actually, um, I believed that anything was possible because of the power of the force. Mm -hmm. It made me think that because just because I am in a wheelchair or I am on crutches or whatever, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine with my mind all these great things. So, you know, in that regard, that was where I, I started to get inspired and get into fantasy and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then the Hobbit took me further. The Lord of the Rings takes yeah. you further. Yeah. And it's just so good to kind of have those things in your life and to share that with, with people. So I'm there and I'm sharing all these different experiences. We had listeners, we had upper listeners and, and it was, it was so cool to talk about just those inspirations. You know, I don't know what you call Chicago ministereth. Maybe I don't know. It's another ministereth. What is it? I don't even know. It's, Man, I'd have to, I'd have to think, I have to that. think about where it's at in location. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. Shinus Tirith. Shinus I mean, Tirith. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's a big city. It's a big city. It's a big city, buddy. But it's, but it's friendly. It's a friend. It's like yeah. the only big city that has a Midwest feel. Yeah, it, it really, it really is. And there was some just good people there, but um, I'm always looking for, I'm just going to go ahead and say the quote. Can I say the quote? Yes. Okay. So my friend Jeremy was like, he's like, as I've listened to you, you know, talk about the force and talk about, you know, um, the, the powers in Lord of the Rings and, and, and how they inspire you and stuff. And he said, um, you know, you've been looking for that quote from the originals that like identify that makes the force a character. Person. Yeah, yeah, character. Uh, it's, it, yeah sure. it's, its own person. And I had been trying to figure out a way, a, a quote that would back me up in that. And I, and I, I was, I've said the quote before, but I never <laughs> put it in this context. We're all huddled around a table, multiple listeners from multiple podcasts, just chilling out. And he literally turns and says to me, he said, you know, he goes, uh, he goes, Vader said it best. He said, and he goes, ironically, <laughs> Vader said it best. He said, Obi-Wan is here and the force is with him. <laughs> And then he said, like, like moments later, he's sort of like, epic. and then he says to me, may the force be with you. It was with Obi-Wan. Yeah. May it be with you as yes, well. Exactly. And I just literally, I, I stood up, I started walking. I got so fired up. I walked outside, it was snowing and I just got fired up. I like, give a little like, oh, shout out, in the, <laughs> out in the road. And I walked up. He's like, you're all right. You're all right, man. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fired up, man. Like, like this is what I needed. And so like the rest of the weekend and that kind of started it off and we just, we, we just, kept talking. So like for me, you know, for Lane and we've talked about just like the unexpected party, you know, the, the, uh, the studio, the friendships that we have, mm. you know, us getting excited about a, a TV show and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And just being inspired by each other, man, I, it just, 
we need each other, man. Yeah, we, we, do. We, we need each other. And I have people in my own personal, in, in, in my life, friends and family who I've been encouraging to say, we need each other. Yeah. You can't do this on, on your no. own. No. And so, um, I'm okay with saying that. And I, and I, I need Takes to fellowship, man. I need to increase. Okay. Yeah. Um, needs to increase. I know it. It's, it's something that I personally know and no one needs to tell it to me. Yeah. I've been told. Yeah. All right. I love that. Dude. It's, it's kids come from, fr- from a land. It's, it's come from, you know, the land of, uh, of, uh, Aslan's father. Okay. That's where it's come from, my friend. Dang. All right. And he's speaking to me and always needs to increase. And I will. Um, so anyways, encourage wow. each other, be inspired, yeah. try to find that fire, you know, yeah. just yeah. get fired up about something. I mean, I, th- I think you'd even argue that the force makes an appearance in this chapter, doesn't it? Absolutely. It does. Man, I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes. The force makes an appearance in this it chapter. Does. It does. We have said it, and go back to fellowship. Why do I like this? Re- why am I having so much fun? And why have I focused so much on mysterious, you know, powers, things that are moving our characters in ways they don't understand, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that's what I love so much about this. Uh, oh my gosh. We were talking with, um, with Jim and just the idea that he, you know, um, had a, um, you know, like, like, like the song kind of inspired these things and stuff. So, you know, like the song is what inspired, brought the world to being. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Just no, it's amazing. Awesome. Um, um, yeah. And so something you said there too, you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, you've, you've had this ruminating in your mind and your soul for a long time and you're starting to, it, you're talking about, you know, making this declaration here mm-hmm. and, and recording it. And there's power in that, man. There's power in, you know, something can sit in your in your in your essence and being for a long time, uh-huh. but it's when you speak it out that it starts to become that it starts to come into truth. Yeah, because now it's out there and you yeah. can't take it back. No, and it's it's echoing for the whole world to hear. Yeah, and then it comes back to you tenfold. You keep something inside, right. and it's easy to kind of push it back down and go, right. no, no, no. Right. You know, I don't. Right. I, yeah, that's just a dream. But you speak yeah. it out loud, and it's like, okay, now it's real. Now I now it's it's something that everyone can see. I want. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so yeah. and and I'm with you, man. I want to better myself too. So there's lots of ways to do that. One of those is you know, one of those is physically and feeling better, yeah. health wise and all that stuff. So we're gonna do that. And I don't know, man. It's just well, like it's mentally, great spiritually, stuff. physically, we yeah. are literally going to take it to the next level, and yes. that is what it's about for us right now. Yeah. And 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 so I have we've decided to switch things, prioritize a certain number of things in our life. And before we even start the podcast, there are things that we need to do. Yeah. You know, we need to work out. We need to meditate. Yeah. You know, we need to sit and talk. Yeah. And that's what it's about, you know, yeah. and we need that friendship and that community here, just even in, yes. in, in, in Amanda. So yeah. We, all, yeah, we all need it, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry guys. So fired up. No, dude, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy week. Uh, so yeah, what's been going on with you guys? I mean, I mean well, well, my niece was born. Joelle was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister and Darrell had their first baby girl. She's beautiful. She's got as much head on her hair as uh, most hobbits have on their feet. I mean, like you saw her. Oh, it looks like Lord, a yes. wig. I'm, yes. I'm looking into donor, um, like transplant um, sort of options. Since we shared similar DNA, I think it would take on my head. I get that. Get those cores filled in. Maybe Absolutely. get that straight hairline back. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I know it's not why we have you know why you know our siblings have kids, guys. It's not right. why we have not to do anything. But that's a pretty but, good benefit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna look into it. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, rugby's back. Yeah. Um, got lined a new pitch yesterday, Cedarland Park in Lancaster, Ohio. So that was fun. Just just little stuff like that. There's I got a new to, park. Yeah, new place that we're playing. Uh, Rising is being used for something else, so we're, we moved to a new location. But it's 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 got its own beauty, and it was really cool getting to line the field yesterday with Bo and his son Kane. 
and Brent is the is the guy who works for Parks and Rec, who's the lining master. I mean, this guy's amazing. So most clubs they here in America anyway, it's hard and and Paul will will love this because it's a little and Matic too will know what I'm talking about. Uh, our rugby rugby uppers, um, but it's hard to kind of uh, get support in America because it's such a niche game, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but Lancaster Parks and Rec, Mike and uh, and Brent have been so awesome. Uh, I've never even provided like a sketch of a rugby pitch. Like Brent has done this for a couple years, and every time he brings. Uh, like a, a layout he's printed off the internet and he's got his own conversions to feet in there and he's wow, yeah he he takes pride in the way it looks and it's just cool like you step back and we get so busy thinking about ourselves yeah. you step back and you admire the works of others mm-hmm. and and you're blown away and i think that's another thing that makes our community so beautiful of uppers sure. is uh you know what jen's doing with the newsletter what we mm-hmm. get to see through the facebook group we get to see your skills highlighted we get to see your talents uh, brought to the f- the forefront. They and encourage it's, us. Yeah, and it's, and and mostly it's just cool to sit back and look at and go, wow, wow, this is an amazing group of people that right. sharpens. You know, iron sharpens iron. You yeah. know, we yeah. sharpen each other, and it's we're a pretty sharp group. So, yep, yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, what else? I'm on spring break. Uh, Jimmy Nichols was just here. Yeah, uh, I got to do some golfing with him. As and I hung out with him. We did some recording. We uh, actually recorded a future episode and a Patreon episode. Uh, and Jim is uh he's studying linguistics, so we're gonna talk about uh, Tolkien and his love of language. So that's that's really exciting. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. It was honestly, it's on par with our Tammy and our Shane episodes. Absolutely, it was. Yeah. Um, and it was just really cool. Like he would say stuff, and our minds just exploded. And right. We we we, f- <laughs> in in a positive way, we saw more tunnels, you know, in the layer, and it was yeah, a, yeah. it was a really really cool thing. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's about it, though. Uh, we got some new. Going into Dropping Eaves, we've got some new show stuff going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is pretty exciting. We have kind of a date for filming when that's going to begin. How? Yeah. So, I mean, we were, you know, uh, I, I, it's just It seems like it happens all of a sudden, right? It seems mm-hmm. like Payne and McKay were just announced as writers. But, I mean, they're <laughs> either done with the script or they're very nearly done. Because if they're talking about beginning filming in August, and many of you, uh, too many to even rattle off here, many of you posted this news article link in the group saying, hey, uh, they're starting in August of 2019. And yeah, they are. So literally, what is that? Uh, Four months from now, they will begin filming. They're going to film until about November. They're going to be in Scotland in, uh, I believe it's pronounced Leith or Leith, Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really exciting. We've got a location for the studios. We know where they're going to be. So centered in Edinburgh, which is a, you know, it's the capital, it's a big city. So you'll have your studio work done there. And then on location stuff, they'll just kind of get lost in the locks. I'm thinking. Um, and so they're going to do that first block of shooting and then they're going to go back in, um, March of 2020 and film for another three months. So until about May or June of 2020, which, which I, I believe, I think they're saying 2021 release now. Um, so, but it's just really exciting. And they, um, the picture that, uh, the one ring.net posted of Leith, it, I don't know where this is. It's along like a river and there's some kind of like citadel tower thing. Yeah. And yeah. they posted this with all that news. And I was like, hang on now. I mean, it, are they going to film at that location? Yeah. 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 Like, and then I started thinking, I'm like, holy cow, like Scotland would have some, unlike New Zealand. Right. Scotland would have some maybe lesser known because it's not, you know, people don't know as much about Scotland as they do about, you know, England and Wales and Ireland yep. and stuff. It gets kind of forgotten how beautiful it is, I think. And it's, right. and, and wrongly so. Um, and 
I'm just thinking, like, could they film at some castles? Well, yeah. You know, sure. like, Absolutely. could they have some practical sets where they could maybe yeah. add on digitally some other stuff? But are some of these places functional enough that they wouldn't necessarily have to build or digitally build every, you know... That would uh, be epic. Uh, yeah, like every uh, landmark. I, I'm, I'm really excited, especially since it's going to be, we're guessing, in Numenor, a place we've never yeah. seen before. So yeah. we're not going to be going, oh, well, it's not exactly how Rivendell looked. I don't believe it. <laughs> we're going to be like, okay, sure, uh, Furostar, cool. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Right. This, is, this is what it looks That's like. That's what it is. There it and is. And then you could have some realist, uh, some some actual landmarks that you could go visit, and they would be there forever, because yeah. they have been there forever, kind yeah. of a deal. Um, so, yeah, very exciting stuff. That's cool. Very exciting stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. So, so they're just kind of comparing it to um, that being their base, just like uh, what Titanic Studios and Belfast was for Game of Thrones. And guys, I, I hate to break it. I know a lot of you guys are throne heads or whatever you call yourselves. Uh, you know, toilet guys. <laughs> I don't know what they call. You know, I actually thronies, don't know if there's a name for it. Yeah. Um, goats, maybe. Um, but yeah. in, in a couple of years when this shows up, people are going to be going, Game of what? Huh? Game was that? <laughs> was that like Outlander that happened like forty five years? What's going on? I don't know. Outlander, this, you're out on Outlander. I don't even know what Outlander is. Okay, cool. Shame on me. Watched well, out of myself on, there tonight. Shame <laughs> on you, my friend. Um, but anyway, you know, uh, it's just gonna, it's gonna. Always. I have a lot of faith in this prog this this project. Um, you should, yeah. yeah. So we're excited about. We've that. said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> um, it is one of those things that, like, when there was a void, yeah. Game of Thrones, you know, appeared. Yes, yes. And I mean, yeah. and it's it's successful because of how successful Lord, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings was. The hunger were. was there. The thirst yeah, I mean, was there. I mean, yeah. you look at those films and it's sort of like, look at the extended edition yes. that came out. And people were like, no, 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 that's how you watch it. Right. right? You're going to watch a three and a four hour movie. Yes. What? Yes. yes. And yes. so so now that set the precedent for TV shows. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Raise the gonna, bar. It's, it's, yeah. And, yeah. You, and we're going to say, okay, here's the thing. We're going to do a TV show, and it's also going to be the content's better, you know? Yeah. Well, it depends on just what you're... different. It, it, it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's completely different. different. So yes, it is. what you're into, and what I grew up being inspired by and things, it's more of a... Game of Thrones is more of a mystery, sort of, you don't know who's going to hack who mm -hmm. off and stuff, mm -hmm. and it's right. real, you know, violent and, and, and different things. Yeah. What inspires people is these great powers, the unknown, the, mm -hmm. the, the things that move us, and, and like the Force in mm -hmm. Star Wars, like, yep. you know... Um, just what's happening with the Shire itself, yeah. you know? Oh my gosh, wait till you hear Jimmy talk about the naming oh, of the Shire. Just and the, the words it, and the sound. And what it, I'll never know, say Shire again no. or think of it the same I way know. again. It's So that's coming up soon. It's really cool. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, so also rumored to be on board or involved. Now this is, I don't I don't know how legit this is. I believe that the OneRing.net reported on this as well. So, you know, unless it's April 1st, it's it's pretty legitimate. They are a sort a, a uh a powerhouse that gets a lot of... They have sources, is what I'm trying to say. They've got uh, ringer spies and all that stuff. And, and uh, anyway, they have reported that Howard Shore and John Howe have been linked in some way. Whether that means they will be involved directly or... Consulting. They, consulting or yeah. what. But... Um, so if you're, you know, if you're a fan of the music, which who is not, yep. that's good news. If you're a fan of the visual look of, you know, especially the men and even a lot of the forces of darkness, you're in luck because mm -hmm. that was a lot of John Howe. Uh, Alan Lee did a, he was like the elf master mm -hmm. and John Howe was like the Gondorian, um, even with Rohan and especially like the, the powers of darkness master. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, John Howe was responsible for the illustration of Baradur. Uh, he, he, he did one 
you know, I don't think like nineties or something for a calendar. Uh-huh. Peter Jackson said, can you draw me the rest of it? Wow. It was only a section. And then, so anyway, yeah, uh, so yeah. that's very, very exciting. Um, gosh, I, I will, we'll spend entire future episodes on, on just anticipation for the show, but yeah, thank you guys for keeping us updated. Thank you for keeping your ear to the ground and eyes open for that news. Uh, the Tolkien biopic, which is God, e- equally as exciting, um, like legitimately equally as exciting. I'm as yep. I'm just as amped for this movie as I am for that show to come out. May 10th is the official nationwide, uh, maybe even worldwide, I don't know, release date. Um, there is an early release on May 7th. Um, and if you haven't seen any of the clips, please go follow them on Instagram. Uh, go check out, I'm sure they have a Facebook page. I've just been seeing the clips on on, on the Instagram account um, and they're amazing. And, and the, the cool thing uh, that has been brought to light is this is really going to focus on I I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off and make it this interesting mm-hmm. but the language the language we played yeah we played three we're, we're going to play three clips in that future episode with Jimmy Nichols that highlight influences and in the ways language plays such a key role in in this world. And let, let's, you know, let's not forget that first came his love of languages. You know, mm-hmm. when he was 13 or 14 years old, he started just creating his own. Yeah. Before stories even came about, there was language. And then he thought, I need a world for this language to exist in. And that's what drove the creation of Middle Earth. So I'm glad that this movie is, I would love to know the involvement of the Tolkien estate too. Yeah. Uh, we should do some digging. If, if you're out okay. there and you like doing that kind of research, find that out for us. Let us know because I'm sure that they have had, especially since it's representing, obviously, you know, the right the paterfamilias, you got to get that right. Yeah. Who um, all was involved and, and who do they talk yeah. to and that kind and, of thing. And what yeah. kind of information were they given and, and yeah. details. And But, I mean, even just those, those scenes between he and Edith. Yep. The hand and the touch. Oh, my Hello. Gosh, yeah. I mean, like the, 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 the chemistry between those two actors. Inspired. Yeah. We're looking at Baron and Luthien, and that's yep. and that's what it should be because uh, wow, the love was real, and it was a it was a motivator for for mm-hmm. Tollers. Yep. So anyway, that's exciting. Let us know where you're going to watch it. We still have to figure out a place, but we are going to go, and then we want to meet with people afterwards if they're available, and we're just going to make a whole event out of it. Might even do some yep. Facebook living from wherever we're, we are and get people's reactions. Right. Very exciting. Yep. Um, in other yeah, in other corners of Middle Earth. Uh, the long expected party is what five months away, but but uh, man, I could I can almost see the wagons rolling up the street right now. Uh, Me too. Little dwarves with fireworks, maybe a wizard or two. It's yep. pretty crazy. We got we got Sherston on board. We've got the Joneses, the Shire Rats, Philip. Uh, it's like the whole gang is coming, guys. Yep. Um, you know, uh, uh, Phil Seidel. Yeah. is he coming too? I, think I don't. He is. Is, is Calais gonna show up? I mean, I don't know, Who guys. Knows? It's kind of exciting that way, but. Uh, we, we see all the time. I think Susie just posted. I just booked a, you know, yeah. a B and B in Amanda, and I've got my reservation. So mm-hmm. people are uh, Philip Willis is staying in Circleville, you know, round yeah. town, just down the street, right so, down the road. Yep. Very exciting. Uh, we're we're kind of uh, like thinking about it compared to last year. Sarah was like, "How many people? It's just gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. Where the whole yard's gonna be full." So right. Um, we're bring a lawn chair. Yeah. Bring a tent too if you want to camp out. Yeah. Um, so awesome. So we want to do a, a, a congrats to our dear friend Kala who just posted uh, that he had, he has found his goldberry and that is uh, that's very exciting that's to awesome. hear. Kala is. Yeah. I mean, we, we love him. We love him. We love all you guys. Um, and uh, so anyway, the next question is: As have you received any applications for Mrs. Kirk lately? Uh, yeah. I, you know, uh, what's the situation? You mentioned at the top of the 
I know. top of the segment here, but you know, right? Have you had any responses? I, and here's the thing: I think I, you know, um, it's just something you have to know about me. Like, was I supposed to make an application and, and have all these different sections for you to fill? It? Yeah, I was. But will that be in the next Bywater post? But that, maybe I don't. Maybe, but here's the thing: I'm also thinking like, just send me your resume. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just send me your resume. Just the resume. <laughs> somebody, you know, qualities, so, but also somebody maybe, has their work experience. <laughs> body of work. Here oh it is. Oh my gosh! I'm you know, kidding, maybe I'm some kidding. detriments as well. Like I'm, yeah, I snore. I don't know. Uh, right. I don't like Lord of the Rings, which that would be holy smoke. Some people, you know, it's that's okay. I'm, you know, I'm not into missionary dating. Okay, so <laughs> I won't have to convert somebody <laughs> to be a lo- to, to be an upper. I'm trying Lord to save her. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, and then, uh, you know, of course, we've got the unexpected uh, candle from Rachel and the Texas Candle Cakery. Go check that out. Uh, giveaway coming soon, but go order yours. It's the perfect companion piece for uh, your reread. Yeah, we got and one then, right here, a little blackberries. Yes, little blackberries. Oh, and that's a, that's a kind of a limited scent. You can't go order that one. It's exclusive no, to just you're, us. Sorry. You're going to have to come here and, and, come. and, and sniff on it. <laughs> uh, and then also, of course, if you want to get an unexpected podcast uh, coaster, from Travis at Weird Leather and Meadery. Uh, go to their website, type in the promo code UPWEIRD, U-P-W-Y-R-D. What'd you call me? And yeah, get the whole kit and caboodle for 10 bucks shipped right to your door. Um, awesome craftsmanship from our uppers. And if any of you other uh, uppers have, um, you know, like I know Emma Rose Kolk does um, uh, stitching, like hand um, needlework of, yep. I, I don't know what it's called. I'm, I'm, ter- I'm terrible, but they are beautiful. She's doing like, uh, duos of characters. She's got like okay. Mary and Pippin, Frodo and Sam, and they are so cool. I kind of want, would love her to do one of you and me. Okay, that yeah. That we could put yeah. in the studio. That'd be cool. Uh, like Goldberry and Winnie, you know, yes. throw Charlotte in yes. someone's arms. Anyway, um, that's, uh, if any of you have specific businesses like that, um, where you do either like tie-in products for, for our book club or whatever. Let us know. We'll work you into the rotation. We'll let get the word out so that people can can get those products in their hands. Yeah. A and huge shout out by the way to um to Jen Shepherd. Yes. You know uh, she's she does a lot of work with the newsletter. She, yes, she does. And uh, she puts up with me. You know, being busy and running around like a crazy person. So Jen, Wizards always you. busy. I love you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we do appreciate all the work that she does there and and keeping us. Kind of organized, you know, the Shire Rats have done. Um, we got cool things coming too with a website. Website, and things. Yep. yeah. So yep. a lot of cool stuff. It just takes time to, to get it all out. We want to do it, you know, um, the right way. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. All right. That uh, concludes uh, our longest opening second. Second? Segment? <laughs> you remember Joe Pesci in Home Alone? How he would swear just fresh and fresh and from and from and fresh and it's like how do we have him swear but also keep this a PG rating? I you know only like Joe Pesci would be a good dwarf. Yeah, Joe Pesci would have been a good Radagast. Yes, he would have. Can I throw that out there? Yeah, it's fine. Hey Gandalf, what you doing over here, man? Yeah, in my 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 neck of New York, yeah. Why don't you get out of here? Why don't you get your little staff and walk out of here? I haven't seen that in forever. Great film. Yeah. But anyway, um, I digress. You do. And it's your last aside. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, friends. Well, hey, we said at the top of the show, we were excited. You know, um, it just feels good to be back. I, I guess, like, to have a chapter like this, to be inspired. It, it's all kind of working out at the same time here because this chapter kind of does. It's all come to a head in eight eyes. You know yeah, what I mean? Finally. Does. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it's been we, so much build up and anticipation, and now we yeah. finally get some. 
you know, we've, we've had this lurking suspicion that Gollum is treacherous, no confirmation. We've had this idea that we're going to the Dark Terror. We don't know what the heck that is. Right. You know, Faramir's word of warning are still ringing in our ears, but it's far distant. You know, we're, we're always narrowly on the verge of even just the stairs. Oh, we're sure. like, you know, inches from falling off, but we need something to happen here. And uh, we finally get it. You hear all these, uh, you know, tiebacks to the Barrow Downs this chapter too, and you get the same feeling. Yeah, you do. You do. We're I mean, transported the, back, and it's in the same creep factor is here. Right. The only other sense that is uh, stimulated more in this chapter than the one in the Barrow Downs is your sense of smell. Absolutely. So be okay. ready for that. Hopefully you can. Um, and if you haven't, hopefully you haven't forgotten. If you have, there's then you're not listening. You need to go back a few episodes. All right, you, you definitely skipped ahead. All right, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a strong smell. It's yeah. getting stronger and it's yeah. getting stronger. Yep. And uh, as as they dive into this 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 tunnel, and we even get, you know, um, Gollum kind of talking about this is the entrance to the tunnel. The thing he doesn't speak, you know, is the name of this. Yeah. Tunnel, dude, and know? just the the imagery right off the bat. Yes. Yeah. Is is just unbelievable. Yeah, the name of the tunnel is Shelob's Lair or Torek Ungol. Mm-hmm. All right, so just uh, that doesn't sound like a very nice place uh, without even no. hearing the uh, translation, which means tunnel of the spider. Yeah, <laughs> so very literal. Um, it just sounds like you got something caught in your throat and you're about to ha- hawk it up on somebody. Right, Torek Ungol. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and so harsh sound. This is the the deception here. I mean, so. <laughs> You know, when we turn, as a reader, you turn to this and you see, you know, Shelob's lair, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, crap. Do they just stumble, in, you know, into this on accident? Yeah. Was, was Gollum actually trying to help us here? Yeah. No, it tells you right in the beginning that yeah. it was a name he didn't want to speak. Yeah. So that deceit is right there from the get-go. Gosh. Um, yeah, so, and then Frodo even asks, is this the only way, yeah. Smeagol? Yeah. Ser- like, you know, come on, man. Help help a couple, hab- uh, you know, a couple hobbits out here. Like, this is not... It doesn't look good. It doesn't yeah. smell good. No. Um, and it's a little too... You can still there's that quiet eeriness yep. you know, going on. And Smeagol, I don't know if this is, again, I don't know if this is some kind of foreboding or me just seeing the number everywhere. Yes, yes, he answered. Yes. Yep. You're how many How many yeses? Three yeses. <laughs> You're seeing it You know, the, yeah. the, 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 before the cock crows three times, uh-huh. you'll deny me. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I just that number is everywhere, dude. Right. Right. But yeah, the smell, you're right. And and, and uh, Sam sniffing the air and saying it's getting stronger and stronger, uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're impressed, too, that he has come this way. Like, you've been in there yeah. before? You mean you mean you've to say you've, there? you've crawled through this hole? And you know what? You find out at the end of this chapter he's taking a little too much credit for just passing through there. Yeah, he unscathed. wasn't telling from a certain point of view. Yes. To, to Since we're going have, on the Star Wars true, theme here. True, true. Uh, and dude, we learned some. Cr- and there's actually a really cool connection that I have that I yeah. that popped out to me. I don't have it popped sure. out to me. Um, to when we first see Gollum, way back in uh, Emin Muil, when, okay. when we see him for the first time, and it it ties to this whole what we see is a like worshiping of Shelob. Yes, like Shelob is is Gollum's god. Yep. Yeah, or yeah. is he posing? I was I was also wondering is he pissed like Oh okay maybe. No 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 I mean he does it does yeah. say that. It does say that but then I kind of thought really? Yeah. You know like um well and I, the way I took that was you know yeah. he does he's probably wouldn't be very delicious. No. And he's tiny. He's tough. So maybe Shelob's like ah, whatever I'll let this You know we learned about her well, kind of her, her kind of uh, uh uh sense of evil and almost kind of like sense of dark humor. Maybe she's amused at uh this little 
Well, she's got enough orcs passing through there. Absolutely. And, and you get this tidbit. We're jumping all around, which is Sorry. Great. No, it's great because... Lots of tunnels. Things I, wanted to, things I wanted to talk about were like, you know, um, and as they come up, I think we should talk about them. You know, Sauron yeah. wanted... He kind of... He's there's an agreement, there's an unspoken yeah. agreement. Like, you know what? Send hey, some orcs your way, if some, prisoners. Yeah, if some of the orcs get in there, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're you're this force to be reckoned with on those stairs. Yeah. So that's really helping us keep those, yeah. you know. Uh, I don't have to put a lot of re- my resources there because you're there. Yeah. And it's it mutually would convenient you, for you know, him. Yeah. yeah. There's a relationship Symbiosis. there. Symbiosis. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. And I started to think too about, we're just going to talk about Gollum here and his, his relationship with, yeah. with, with Shelob. Yeah. Um, and that she, or that he, I guess, um, he, he ultimately worships the ring. Yeah, true. But it does say that he worships yeah. her in yeah. some, in some regards. So is yeah. she a being that can be appeased in this way? Mm-hmm. Or as you say, is she just toying with him mm-hmm. and he's also toying with it's a game yes it's sort of this game you know he says i can bring you back nice tasty juicy hobbitses you know it's like, almost how did dude, he get through the first time it's you know? almost kind of like a, a grima saruman thing yeah yeah a little bit I, a yeah. little bit like just this this uh, this guy will be i don't know maybe we're reading too much into it but no yeah it, it, he goes on to talk about uh this like almost uh, in a sense worship of of mm-hmm. this great being, you know, so yeah, I don't know. All right, so as as we head on into the tunnel here, yeah. uh, it's it's uh, their breath it gets harder and harder to breathe. Yep, and and actually uh, everything. Imagine like I don't know if it's if it's the earth or rock or if there's a mixture of that in this tunnel because I think of a tunnel. Yeah, kind of going through earth as well, and yeah. not just only you know like hewn out rock. It's not just a cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also there's a lot of. Um, I don't know what it would would it be. I'm, I'm just trying Moisture to get the texture, and, yeah. And, and some what is it that dampens the the sound of their voices? You yeah. know, like they can barely get it out because it's such a heavy, yeah. You know, feel and, and the air is heavy, the stench is heavy and in there. Remember you know? the fog on the Barrow Downs? Yes. When Frodo tried to call out and he felt like it was snuffed away from snuffed him right away, away, right? You know, and it's the same kind of same yeah. kind of atmosphere, I guess. Really, so that's some foreboding there. But right, he, and, he even talks about like they haven't seen this kind of dark since Moria. Sure. It's the, sure. you know the, the lightless passage, not since the lightless passages of Moria had Sam, but you're right because of that the feeling of the air mm-hmm. deeper and denser talks about uh, you know in Moria the airs were moving and there were echoes. You had the sense of space, mm-hmm. and here it's heavy and stagnant and dead. You know more claustrophobic and yeah, there's a lot more. Little uh, that's exactly what's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah still stagnant, heavy. Yep, yep. Uh, sound fell dead. That's, yeah. that's where I got it from. I was reading it. I know you were. <laughs> very original. Wanted to, I wanted to reinforce what you're saying. <laughs> uh, no, so, so yeah, and, and as you say, they kind of they're they're groping in the dark. They don't have Gandalf there to kind of you know add a little light. You yeah, know, in, right? In, true. Yeah, to the tunnel here. So and they forget that they have their own light source. Yeah. Which we'll come back to, yeah. but uh, yeah, because they're feeling along the way. It says it's wide enough that they could. They both were standing abreast, and, yep. and that as they reach their hand, they could still reach their fully extend their arm kind of out, touch the edges of and, it, and touch the edge of the of the of the tunnel. So uh, they stick together. There's a really cool point too where they hold hands in this. Yes, and I can only imagine like heck yeah, I'm gonna yeah, hold someone's absolutely. hand in here because I can't see anything. Yeah, you know, you could turn around and they're gone. Yeah, and you have to use you know senses that you're not maybe as attuned with um you know that being sight or I'm uh, sorry sound and smell and yeah, touch, touch whatever you know yeah, to figure right. out what's going on so and even if you can't really you know if you're realizing that the air is so thick you wouldn't be able to call out to each other you wouldn't hear mm-hmm. so yeah you'd have to maintain that that's yeah yeah so now 
Gollum goes ahead. He goes first. Mm-hmm. Bold. Yeah. Right? Or is well it? Well planned. Well planned. Yeah. So he goes on ahead a, a first, and uh, it's like his hissing and the, and the gasping, it seems to kind of, um, uh, after a while, they, they lose track of him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, before they had gone very far, perhaps, um, but time and distance soon passed out of reckoning. Sam on the right, feeling the wall, was aware that there was an opening at the side. Man, can you just imagine that, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so they're in here. They're feeling their way through. And he also Sam. Several times he does feel the wall, and he's aware of an opening. But he also will sense that someone is looking at them, or yeah. that someone he has a feeling yes. that these things are there. Yes. Can't actually see it, but he feels that. Right. So. Yeah. He says for a moment he caught a faint breath of some air less heavy, and then they passed it by. So just like these, yeah, these passages mm-hmm. uh, that kind of go off randomly and then you got to be thinking like hopefully there's not one right in front of us that we could like fall down like they're all off to the side yeah. thankfully but man right. I, you, you right. then your head your your head would start playing games you know and you'd be like oh geez or there could be a hole anywhere actually be quick cautious yeah as we do the reread sometimes it's nice to read a couple of chapters ahead because now i'm looking at this saying later on the one of those passageways because this is very early you find out that the orcs have their own way yeah, they have right. their own kind of, you know. Right. So I don't wonder if that was one of those. That that they made, yes. Yeah. And that she you know like would cut off and, and use and eat yes. like, yeah, corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it even talks about this chapter about Does how it? they would yes, about how they okay. would make their own or try to get around her by making tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh all right. So um Let's see. As they thrust forward, they felt things brush against their head or against their hands, long tentacles or hanging growths, perhaps. Yeah. They could not tell what they were. Yeah. And still the stench crew. So I'm imagining, you know, if, if, from what we know about um, Shelob, what are these things hanging, you know, that around them like that they're bumping webs into? Yeah, or, or bodies or yeah. whatever. So that stench of death is there. Gosh. And uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty rank. Yeah, it is. Um, Not a hole you want to be climbing down into. Yeah, exactly. Um, So at length, Frodo, groping the left-hand wall, came suddenly to this void. So there's this place. It's like this emptiness. You know, I had a, I had a something here too. Sorry, we were we were just describing the stench of this hole. uh, You know, the 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 atmosphere. It's like dark. It's foreboding. It's black. It's smelly. It's oozy. And I'm thinking, I thought back all the way to the Hobbit in the opening chapter. You know, not not a hole full of oozy smells and and, wor- and ends of worms and all that stuff. This is the exact opposite mm-hmm. of a hobbit hole. Yeah, like any other time, any other like if if this is back at the Shire and this is a as a hobbit hole, and we're climbing in for comfort. Yep, we're climbing in here, and it's the most uncomfortable yeah. situation in the world. And you would think hobbits would be comfortable comfortable underground, in a, underground in, yep, in, a, in yep. a tunnel or in and a hole. And this is just it's just an, an interesting juxtaposition yeah. of no, it is those two uh, definitely you know, is. Okay, that's, that, that's, that's neat, yeah. So uh, as they you know, move down through this tunnel, though, this, that void that they feel, this sense, yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's like almost like a, uh, imagine if there were a door, like this is like you could knock and you know, Shelob would answer on the other side, like they're that close. Yeah. I mean, like um, maybe she's not home right now, whatever, but the right. stench seemed to grow right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it was, uh, you know, so that was a, a place lurking with malice so intense that Frodo reeled. Uh, and you know, yes. and so, so he and Sam kind of fall over each other a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's so bad that they decide they kind of rush it. Don't they? They kind of, you know, now for it quick, you know, let's go Yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Up. Yeah. And, uh, 
they, they, they take like, I mean, they're, they're like counting. stumbling and they're, yeah, but they they're, feel drowsy. And look at this. You, as you say, the number three is popping up, right? One yep. step, two step, three there steps. There it is. Yes, and, sir. And at last they finally get to their sixth step. And it just seems like it takes so much for them to get beyond that, that place. It's like, it's more than just the stench or the heaviness or whatever. There's a power. The power. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a power something, there. yep. there's something ancient and evil, you know, that, that uh, has a will of its own, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the tunnel does fork, and yeah. as we said, there's a lot of these offshoots and things. But um, the 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 main part of the tunnel here does fork, and so they have to kind of decide which way, left or right. Yeah, and the severity hits them here too. They're like, you know, if we there's no way to know which one's right, Mm-mm, but no. if we choose the wrong one, it'll be the biggest. It'll be fatal. Yep, is what they say. Yeah, yep. And and so and the, that's when they realize where's our guide. Yeah, We're supposed to be you know being guided through this tunnel. Yeah, Smeagol slash Gollum yep. is gone. And, uh, yeah, Frodo even tries to yell for him. Nothing. Nothing doing. There's, there's the, he can't, the barely God, gets out of his lips before it just, it falls dead. And even just his word choice, you're talking about word choice, right? Mm-hmm. Even his word choice here. I, so, like, off to the margins here, I just have written, like, awesome buildup. Amazing rising action. The tension is, is heightening. And even, like, just using words, like, like but his voice croaked, another word for, for dying. And the name felt dead. Almost as if it left it left his lips. Just it's like his language is saturated in words that are used for meeting your end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they are. It's That's like a good this point. is this is a a path of doom that we're getting into, and something. So so a little aside here. My last aside. No. Definitely not. Um, we're making I'm, a shirt. I, by the way. I read this chapter. I read this chapter, and I've only read one Stephen King book in my life. Yeah. And he's a he's an author I've always been fascinated with because he is so dark. And creates such such an atmosphere, but like I'm reading this chapter, and and it made me think. It made me think of the Barrow Downs. It also made me think of reading Stephen King. Yeah, and I'm like Stephen King had to have sat down at one point, read Shalob's Lair, and said, read Barrow Downs, yeah. and been like, yeah, this is the feel I'm going for. Yep. Don't you feel that way? Like we, I yeah. feel like we. There is this. We're powerless against this doom, mm-hmm. and it's we're just we're almost being toyed with. In the same way, like you know, how spiders they, te- they 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 play with. You're caught in a web, yep. and then you're wait you're waiting there until the spider chooses to come and get mm-hmm. you. Yep. And that's what what Tolkien is doing to us, and oh, that's yeah. what's happening to our characters, and we feel that. Yes, and that's See, what's been happening all these chapters. Yeah, this lead up to this. Well, w- you know, we often say that like I'm excited, our, bro. I know, I know. You know, we often say like our lives kind of parallel the chapters where yes. it's because we just read the chapter and we actually still feel the way. That our characters feel, yeah, and that just bleeds over in you know to the podcast because <sighs> you know we're excited because of the action that happens, yeah, in this chapter. It, it but at the same time, me. the last several we were sort of dragging. Oh my gosh! Like, and we were like, what? "Are we ever going to you know, make it?" We started to get tired with our characters. Yeah. We started to not feel, not have the energy. Yes, and it's like now we're lost a little bit here. Yeah. I totally do feel like, um, where's this going to come from? You know, yep. like, like, like we're we're in danger. Um, and yeah, I get that a yep. lot. So he does a good job of, of really putting us in the moment and, and making us feel what the characters are feeling. So, yes, he does. Um, now as, as they, as they move forward again, you know, can't find, you know, um, Gollum or Smeagol, but they do figure out that I think it's the left side is blocked. There's some blocking, there's yes. stones, you know, and so they right or wrong, they must take the other passageway. And, uh, so they feel about, and they end up, you know, heading down that way. Um, yeah. Sam realizes, though, mm-hmm. he says, you know, uh, he says that we have to go quick. He's panting. He said, there's something worse than yes. Gollum yes. about I can feel something looking at us. Yep. That's not good, you know. Yeah. 
So now, now here's here's the I'm, no, I'm no, next paragraph. This. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. So they had not gone more than a few yards. From behind them came a sound, startling and horrible in the heavy padded silence, a gurgling, bubbling noise, and a long, venomous hiss. <sighs> Get out of here. Yeah, they wheeled around, but nothing could be seen. This is, my, this is one of my favorite lines in the chapter right here, because the, just listen to the, uh, the, the alliteration here. So, yeah. still as stones, they stood staring, waiting, for they did not know what. <laughs> that, that, that is, that could, that's a synopsis of this chapter. It is. 100% right there. Still as stones, they stood yeah, staring, beautiful. waiting for they did not know what. It's beautiful. And it's also, also that, scary as all get out. Talk about the alliteration too, that that yeah. is like a hissing. Yes, it is. Yes. You know, yeah, great which point. Which is what Gollum does and it's also what apparently Shelob does as yeah. well. So, yeah. Ugh, gross. So, you know, Admiral Akbar was not the only one to proclaim that it's a trap. It's a trap. Sam did it first. Yes, he did, man. Okay. It's a trap. <laughs> and oh, he, is that a t-shirt idea? I mean, seriously, I think yeah. we should actually make, put. I mean, like, I'm not even joking. I, I heard that and I laughed out loud. I was like, hmm, George, you took inspiration from a lot of different things. Let's, let's do, let's do Akbar with that, with that uh, speech bubble and yeah. Sam standing next to him, just, just kind of like giving him the side eye. Like, no. bro. Like, seriously, it's my line. That was my line, and you took it. <laughs> it's a trap, said Sam. And he laid his, head, his hand upon the hilt of his sword, and as he did so, he thought of, of the darkness uh, of the barrel whence it came. I wish old Tom was near us now, mm. he thought. Mm. Man. Then as he stood, darkness about him and the blackness of despair and anger in his heart, it seemed to him that he saw a light. A light in his mind. A light in his mind. Almost unbearable, bright at first, as a sun ray to the eyes of one long hidden in the windowless pit. So here we uh, go. Here we go. Here we go. So you start to see these kind of um, these colors, this this uh, green and gold and silver and white far off, and um, he sees Lady Galadriel. Mm. All right, I don't want to. Okay, explain it to me. No, I don't want to make a. You know, I think we're, we've been on record as, you know, way back uh, as uh, kind of at least asking questions about who Tom really is. Okay. There's a lot of different powerful names that they could have called out there or yeah. said, I wish, you know, and, and it's very interesting. So, so is it just because this atmosphere reminds not just Frodo and not just us, but both Frodo and Sam of the Barrow Downs, mm -hmm. which was a situation that Tom saved them from. So mm -hmm. is that why he calls out Tom? Why does sure. Sam say, I wish Tom was here? Not I wish Gandalf was here. Not I wish old Strider was here, which he's said before. Not I wish, you know, old Mr. Bilbo was here, right? He says, I wish Tom was here. And upon uttering that name, that word yep. of command, if you will. Yep. Probably not. Don't, don't crucify me for no, that. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> upon that, he has this vision of a light, and the light leads to Galadriel, and that leads him to remembering this gift. But the trigger is, is you know, mm -hmm. thinking of Tom. Yeah. What is that, dude? I don't know. What do you think this is? You so, tell me what you think this is. I mean, it, it is interesting that um, I don't know what powers Tom has, you know. But I saw you smirking as I was, I was oh, saying I that, right? Like, I mean, that's, no, 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 that's no. the thought, part of the thought, right? The thought is, too, why, as you, you said it very well, why not call out some other great hero's name or, or think that you wish that they were here? I'll tell you why. Is because he, if you were to level these, you know, rank these guys in terms of power and feeling, not that we would ever do that. No, uh, but you know, you, one, one, one could. Mean, one could. 
And uh, you see in this moment, you know, and again, it could be just the parallel yep. to the, the nature. It seems sure. like the barrows, and so that's on his mind. Maybe it's the smell, similar smell. Sure. You know. The, 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 yeah, exactly. Same type of situation, you know, type of thing. Um, being hunted by something, it seems like. Sure. Right, you know. So, but Tom can do anything as far as they know. They don't know. Like, the ring had no power no over power. him. You know, no power. He, he, Nameless, fatherless. <sighs> He would know how to deal with this creature, hundred yeah, percent. He would. He would easily. Actually, sleep easily. Yeah. yeah, and say what? What's what's the big deal here, fellas? <laughs> Move on. I gotta get back to old Goldberry. All right, you got you guys. You little hobbits are getting in a lot of trouble. Okay, <laughs> like come on. You know, and that's just how like simple it would be for him. Yeah. And I almost wonder. We don't know what his powers are, but he does think of the Lady Galadriel. And I'm not trying to say that maybe the thought of Tom. Uh, that Sam's thought of Tom reached Tom, and then Tom reached out to Gladriel, but maybe. But maybe. And I'm also maybe. saying, too, that like there are these other powers at work, and you know, it also is just people who are who are in who are in impressionable. Yes. Or I'm sorry, who who leave an impression on you? Yes. Right? Yes. And so he remembers Gladriel. Yes. And you're thinking back. You're you're going through this recall of like. She is the Lady of Light, yeah, right? Yeah, and all he these wise people. You know, mm-hmm. he probably would have got to Gandalf eventually. If there's nothing from Tom, there's nothing from, from Gladriel, then I'm going to go to somebody else. But yeah. no, wait, let's stop right there. Gladriel yeah. had something for us. You know, and you, Ring Bearer, he heard her say, remote but clear. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. For you, I have prepared this. Um, and, and so, you know, he says, Master, Master, um, you know, and the life and the urgency came back into his voice. The lady's gift, the star glass, a light to you in dark places. She said it was to be the star glass. The star Man. glass, muttered Frodo, as one answering out of sleep, hardly comprehending. Why, yes. Why, I had forgotten it. Um, why had I forgotten it? A light when all their lights go out. And now, indeed, light alone can help us. Um, it's interesting. It's just so, yeah. so, so interesting. And yeah, it's it like... It's twofold, you know, what causes those memories to come back, you know, and, and would Frodo have had that, would he have ever come to that, you know, um, conclusion himself without Frodo? Is that part, one of the themes, what, what, you know, is that we need, they need each other, mm-hmm. you know, because we're going to see here at the mm-hmm. end, uh, Sam's, well, we'll see next chapter two, really the choices he yeah. has to make. Um, but wow, I don't know, it's epic. It's a, it's a subtle, cool little, little mention, but I think it does, and we were talking about too, when people were, um, deciding who would come back and save the day. Yeah. When would Tom come back? Yeah, as that as the editors were, yeah, yeah. Were, were reading, they kept saying, oh, this is where Tom's coming in. Yeah. He said he couldn't leave his, but, but no, but he can. But he can. And he can. And we've had people who, who, I love I love when we get into this discussion. There are people who will argue he, yeah. he actually never does. But he's been debris, guys. So, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, it's Except, not in his area. Yeah, he just picks and chooses. What, and what was his area originally? It was a lot bigger. It was. Because the deforestation has happened. Yes, it was. So it okay. just, you know, it's, it's just kind of cool because you kept thinking, when is he going to show up? And yeah. so there'll be more situations later too, where is he coming now? Yeah, no, they're yeah. on your own. You're on your own. We give you this great presence, this thing that can do so much stuff, and you're like, that guy is going to save us yeah. later on. 
And that's not how it works. Unexpected. It's unexpected. Oh, yeah. You have to do this on your own. And I love this little scene here, too, because it's, it's, a, very, um, it's a very rich parallel to when they're in that, that, uh, that barrow and the arm is reaching in. Right. Reaching for the sword or something, you know, to, to kind of put an end to these hobbits. Mm-hmm. And it's that uh, primal um, sense of danger that awakens Frodo. Yeah. Almost as if from a dream. And he remembers the words of Tom. And then he doesn't, he, he sing the song, right? That, that brings Tom yes. back. Isn't that how it happens? Uh-huh. Okay. So that's almost the same exact thing that happens here. It's, it's like Sam is given this thought out of whatever. And he, and he almost as if they're both awakened out of a dream and they're able, oh, that's an awesome illustration, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Given the memory to, 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 you know, summon, the light of a rendeal out of this file that ends up saving them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool. Ooh. It's, it's, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's amazing. Um, let me see here. So now he has to get the vial out, right? He's got to get the file out. He's got to get, yeah. uh, Gladriel's light. And so he reaches in, you know, and, uh, Frodo gazed in wonder at the marvelous gift that he had so long carried, not guessing its full worth and potency. And so he pulls it out and he starts speaking in, you know, yeah. Elvish. I mean, and this is awesome because in the film they put this in here. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood says, uh, "Aya Arendil, Elonian, and, uh, and Kalima," and then the light just right. He Boom, cried and, just... and knew not what he had spoken. That's the other right. that's the thing we don't get from the film. We think, all right, it's something that you know Frodo remembers from Galadriel. It's something that he knew. No, he he didn't even know. As if it says. As if another voice spoke through his, clear, mm-hmm. untroubled by the foul air of the pit. Yeah, what is that? You like, know? Thank, and, and 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 we're we're so consumed with like our quest and being surrounded by this evil that it's like, Lord bless us. Lord bless. Finally, you know, we have these moments where goodness possesses us instead of evil, right. where you know higher powers, whether that's Arendil, whether that's Galadriel giving him the words. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. that's Tom, whether that's Gandalf, who, whatever, or whether whether it's Arua Luvatar himself, right? Like speaking these words yes. through Frodo, because because yeah. all all this the hope of this quest is is all on the edge of this knife right here at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez, dude, choices. Yeah, you know who was it that decides to? Yeah, I decision mean, versus destiny. Yeah, or is it both? Or is it both? Yep. Yep. <sighs> So, anyways, you really, know, really interesting. I'm so stuff. happy to be here with you. Just Me so too. You know. Me too. Um, Woo! All right. So, yeah, it's cool that, yeah. that, that he's that he's got that he's got it out, and you know, he's he's using this gift that Gladriel gave to him. You now then see we get to see the the, the many windowed eyes. We get to see the yeah. the uh, light kind of you know reflecting off of this creature. Um, you know, she walked in the darkness and heard the elves cry. Uh, that yeah. cry far back in the, right. in the in the depths of in the deeps of time. And she had not heeded it and did not, and it did not daunt her now. Right. Now that's interesting. Yes, it is. So that's a little scary. The, the power of, uh, of Shelob, right? And, yeah. and just like her spirit, which is, is shrouded in mystery. There's a yeah. lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of people who th- kind of theorize that she was a, uh, was it a Maiar? Maiar, yeah. Um, and that she was this, this, uh, just this spirit, but that, uh, it's really unconfirmed. There's, she doesn't really have a, uh, a mm-hmm. solid, much like Tom, yeah, uh, backstory and, and origin. It that, that's back what's to assumed those are, to those early ages, yeah. you know, and and yep. so she's and, a remnant. And it's, yeah, and, and an offspring of Ungoliant, who mm-hmm. we know was 
was uh, also the same kind of deal. It was one of um, uh, Morgoth's little like cronies mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, she's not listed among the, the Ainuar, right? But mm-hmm. she yep. may have been a, a Maiar or yeah. a lesser spirit who was corrupted. So Absolutely. Ooh, man. Yeah. Yep. So they're up against a pretty big foe. I mean, you, you yeah. look at like what Gandalf went up against with the Balrog and, and oh, you could dude, almost say parallel. that this is, this is one, this is a, and, and thank, thank goodness they have these gifts and wow, uh, the foresight, yeah, the foresight of, of Galadriel, oh, wow. you know, to think that they're they're I mean, they should be no match. They should be no match yeah, at all, yeah, but no. it's, it's the determination, the willpower of these hobbits Especially Sam later on, you know, and yeah. Frodo, as yeah. as you pointed out too, is is the is a big hero. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, they're horse stricken. You know, um, suddenly they they're um suddenly released from the holding spell. So suddenly released from the holding spell to run a little while in vain panic for the amusement of the, of the eyes. So they actually turn uh-huh. and they, they they flee together. Uh-huh. And actually, you know, Frodo looks back. He realizes there's there's nothing for this. Yep. And uh, he cries out, "Stand, stand! Yeah. Running is no use." And you know, slowly they they uh, turn back, and he he cries out, "You know, Gladriel, dude!" And it's huge. He's making his stand here. You Can know? I read the description of those eyes too? Yeah. Because it just, it blew me away. Uh, mm-hmm. Not far down the tunnel, uh, this is going back a couple paragraphs, not far down the tunnel between them and the opening, there they had reeled and stumbled, where they had reeled and stumbled. So for not, not for, you know, not without reason. He was aware of eyes growing visible, two great clusters of many windowed eyes. The coming menace was unmasked at last. Wow. You could also kind of say that that's a synopsis mm-hmm. for this chapter as well. The radiance of the star glass was broken and thrown back from their thousand facets. So also interesting, like this good light is taken in by these eyes and like distorted and like like shattered back at them. Like the light is broken by the eyes. Yeah. Um, and you think about a reflection, if there's more eyes, there's going to be more reflection. It's just, oh my gosh, what a visual. Yeah. Um, the uh, the, the uh, thrown back a thousand facets. But behind the glitter, a pale, deadly fire began steadily to glow within a flame kindled in some deep pit of evil thought monstrous and abominable eyes they were bestial and yet filled with purpose and with hideous delight gloating over their prey trapped beyond all hope of escape yeah there you go stephen king i, I think you've used That's, that before like yeah, I, think is. I mean my gosh right right you you said the word unmasked and it made me think of a conspiracy <laughs> between yeah you know smeagol yes and and, and sheila yes. being unmasked here um, so oh they're really seeing gosh. this true evil that they've, that they've run into. Um, yes. but yeah, back to what you're saying, time to make a stand, time right? to make the stand. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, then in Frodo's heart, it, you know, um, it, his, his heart flamed from within and without thinking what he did, yeah. whether this was folly or despair yeah. or courage, he took the file in his left hand yeah. and uh, with his right, he drew his sword. This is our hero shot, isn't it? This is it, man. Yep. Sting flashed out, you know, and, uh, the sharp elven blade sparkled in the silver light and at its edges, a sharp, uh, you know, uh, blue fire. kind of like fire flicked. You know? <sighs> so we see that that, that blue glow yeah. coming back, you know, telling us that danger is near. Yeah. You know, and and orcs o- are almost all like stronger than we've ever seen it before, too, because mm-hmm. of the power of Shelob, right? Like, yep. the, because of the pure evil. Yep. Yeah. So man, he's holding that thing aloft, and and actually, you know, um, dude, and that it sounds like a freaking. It's a hype up, man. That next line. You know, then holding the star aloft and the bright sword advanced, Frodo, hobbit of the Shire, walked steadily down to meet the eyes. Yeah. It's, it's like a gunslinger moment, right? Like, a, oh, like yeah, an old absolutely. Western. It's like, here we go. This is the it's showdown. It's, yeah, and, and it really is in some ways, like this is the last thing, 
most of the time, the, her enemies are, or I'm sorry, her, her prey yeah. are fleeing before her. They're sure. not turning around all this and maybe facing her, down. facing her down. Yeah. So that, you know, she's shook. She's out of, yeah, she's out of practice. You know? yeah. She hasn't had to, yeah, fight like this. Right. And then the power of the blade too, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like in the destiny there, like if, if Bilbo never would have found it, if he never would have decided to give it to Frodo. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so still approaching, um, still at approach, though, the eyes began to quail. One by one, they all went dark. They turned away, uh, and a, uh, and a great bulk beyond the light's reach heaved its huge shadow in between. They were gone. So as he stands, you know, his ground and, and, and kind of throws that light forward, um, was able to kind of send yeah. uh, Sheila back. Back. Yeah. So... And and Sam's like, let's get out of here. Yeah, you know. So he's he's sort of you know stars in glory, but the elves would make a song of that. So he's talking about you know, um, master, master. He was close behind, his own sword drawn and ready. Stars in glory, but the elves would make a song of that if ever they heard of it. Uh, and may I live to tell them and hear them sing. Uh, but don't go on, master. Don't go down to that den. Now's our only chance. Now let's get out of this foul hole. So, I mean, just that epic moment of turning back and facing him you know facing Sheila you know down and then let's get out of here cool yeah. we'll make a song of that later but we've got to yeah. live to to tell the tale yeah yeah so uh let's see the so yeah they're 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 getting out of here and I think um this is the bit where Sheila kind of rolls rolls out and and does what you know the spider does this is her lair and she knows it best so okay we were faced facing each other, you know, and uh, we, had, we had the showdown. Now she is going to try to catch them unaware, yeah. you know, is toy it, with them a little bit yeah. more, maybe spring on them, you know, from behind or from overhead. Isn't it, isn't it also kind of amazing too, to think about this network of tunnels as also being a form of a web? Yes. You know, it's like it's, she can, she can kind of maneuver around it. She could, uh, well, and I think at the end of the chapter that talks about, you know, how they didn't realize that, you know, she had, Many exits and entrances, mm-hmm. that, you know, and that's how she was able to kind of get ahead of of Sam and get to Frodo, and just the whole idea that she can maneuver around. I love too how Tolkien uh, refers to her as the Watcher, right? Yeah, which is also kind of a hearkening back to that the Watcher in the water outside of Moria. Yes, you know, we've got yeah. some Moria references. Here's another one, and then eventually, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll save it because it's it's jumping ahead, but yeah. Well, no, yeah, I mean, so. As as they're on their way out here, I, back to your you know, power of three three times Sam struck with all his force. There it is. And at last, one single cord of this countless, um, you know, of the countless cords yeah. snapped and twisted. So they come upon a web, um, yeah. these these spider webs, this cord, and he calls them cobwebs, and he yeah, kind of laughs, right. kind of laughs it off. But whoa, sword's yeah. not doing anything to this. Yeah. And I mean, he actually he hurts his hurts his arm, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and three huge, I mean, you know, swings, and yeah. just barely could get one cord. Yeah. And he's like, "We'll be here for days." Yeah. And so now they switch positions, and and Frodo actually hands this is important hands hands that uh, Gladriel's file over uh, to him, and yep. he takes you know sting at the cobwebs, air quote. Yeah. And they come apart pretty easily for Frodo. Yeah. Which is good. So it slices through him like butter, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ancient Gondolian. Right? Yeah. Gondolin. Gondolin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, snaps through them, right? Exactly. So they, they clear the road. They're able to, you know, move forward. He goes, yeah. have, they, have they come back? The eyes, they're looking for them. And, you know, hadn't seen them. 
Uh, but still they're looking at me or thinking about me, making some other plan perhaps. If this light were lowered or if it failed, they would come quickly again. Yeah. Uh, and Sam says, trapped in the end. Um, Nat's in a net. Wow. May the curse of Faramir bite that golem and bite him quick. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of the things he had said, you yeah. know, that um, when he travels back through his land, you know, um, that if he were to, you know, um, violate his word in some way, he's, yeah. you know, Faramir's going to get him. It doesn't even say, too, like if uh, if you lead him astray, I hope death finds you uh-huh. quickly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah exactly. Doom. That's the curse. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Whew. So anyway, so yeah, the, um, let's move on here just a little bit. So they've, the, the rent was made and, uh, they strode after they, they strode on through, um, around or through the cobwebs and, uh, Frodo says, come on, on wild joy at their escape from the very mouth of despair suddenly filled all his mind. So yeah. he gets kind of consumed with, we're out. We're in the open. He the, does. The, the air is not as heavy, and he just takes off. Yeah, he's got kind of. He's sort of filled with this like rush of adrenaline or something, right? right? And it's yes. kind of blinding in this a way. Euph- he's in this euphoric state, yeah. and he just bolts, and he yeah. sees where he needs to get, and it's just right there. Yep. And you know, before anything else happens, let's just get there. We've got this yeah. energy, and that actually is exactly what um, kind of Shelob wanted. Yes. Maybe. Yes. So Sam has actually sees the creature, sees um, Shelob kind of come between. Uh, he and his master. So that was yeah. interesting, right? So yep. he's actually going to have to deal with that. Um, so Sam came up uh, behind as fast as he could, or, you know, urge his legs, uh, but glad as he was to be free, he was uneasy as he ran. He kept on glancing back at the dark arch of the tunnel, fearing to see eyes or some shape beyond his imagining spring out in pursuit. Too little did he uh, or his master know that the craft, the craft of Shelob, yeah. she had many exits from her lair. Yeah. And then we get this kind of like little aside that tells us about the history of Shelob. Yes. And tells us, you know, just so cool how he steps back here and says, you know what, I could put this in some other, you know, appendix or or I could put it in another, I'm sure it's in another tale somewhere too, but it's important enough that you need to know the history. Mm -hmm. Because I won't have time to tell it later. The history of this spider and of Gollum. Yeah. Uh, And so just talks about how long that Shelob has lived here. Um. And also, like, her origins, right? How she came from uh, the uh, a child of Ungoliant mm-hmm. uh, to trouble the unhappy world. Uh, she was called Shelob the Great. You know, that she had given birth to many spiders that we realized were the spiders that we encountered in The Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of the fortress of Dol Guldur and, and in Morkwood. Um, and how this has been... These spiders have been around a long, long time, yearning for uh, the blood of elves and men. Um, and, uh, but they've been hungry lately, uh, Shelob, mm-hmm. especially up in this, uh, this area, because, because of the growing power of Sauron, you know, n- none of those, uh, tastier, uh, catches, I guess, try to come through her pass anymore. Um, and then we talk a little bit about Gollum, right? Already years before Gollum had beheld her. Smeagol who pried into all dark holes and in past days he had bowed and worshiped her. And the darkness of her evil will walked through all the ways of his weariness beside him, cutting him off from the light and from regret. And he had promised to bring her food. But her lust was not his lust. Little she knew of or cared for towers or rings or anything devised by the mind or hand who only desired death for all others, mind and body, and for herself, a glut of life alone, swollen till the mountains could no longer hold her up and the darkness could not contain her. So also a kind of interesting, uh, he, he referred to her as the Watcher before, and we think about the Watcher in the water, and we've always kind of wondered, like, did the Watcher want the ring? 
Yeah. And it's almost like we kind of have, in a way, we have our answer here. Some things are older and more powerful than any of that stuff. Shelob right. doesn't care about it. She doesn't care about Sauron. She doesn't care about the ring. Right. She considers herself more powerful and above and separated from all of that. Yep. Um, yep. So a little, a little aside here, my last aside. Uh, <laughs> that like it's so that that term of Smeagol um, bowing down and worshiping her. Mm-hmm. It took me all the way back, and I was like. Because I've always been obsessed with like Andy Serkis talking about his inspiration. He said he used like he modeled the voice and, and movements yeah. and stuff after his cats. But when we first, so I've always thought cat, and then we get a lot of comparisons to dog, right? He's kind of dogish, puppyish, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we first encounter Smeagol climbing down that wall in the Emin Muil, yeah. he is likened to a spider. Yeah. So just like a spider, I think of, you know, if you worship something, you pattern yourself after that. He moves like a spider. He lives underground, deep in tunnels. He pries into dark holes. He is treacherous. Oh, yeah. Think about the way he followed the fellowship for so long in the same way that yeah. Shelob here is following them and hunting them and choosing yeah. his moment kind of a deal. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. So it talks about how, you know, only only orcs uh, she had had, back to her background, only orcs she had had lately, you know, poor, food, and wary, uh, but she must eat, however, and, and Gollum was promising uh, to bring her sweeter meats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, we'll, see, we'll see, we'll see, he said often to himself when the evil mood was on him as he walked the dangerous road from Emin Wheel to Morgul Vale. We'll see. It may well be, oh yes, it may well be that when she throws away the bones and the empty garments, we shall find it, we shall get it, the precious, a reward for poor Smeagol. So kind of giving mm-hmm. uh, the, the background of his plan here, that yep. he would lead them there, she would take care and eat the meal, and she throw everything else away right. and the ring is something that doesn't concern her anyway it's back to him mm. so he thought in an inner chamber of his cunning which was still um, which he still hoped to hide from her even when he had come to her again and bowed low before her while his companion slept so we get an answer there where was he sneaking yeah. off to he was going to see her that's right crazy and as for Sauron he knew where she lurked it pleased him that she would dwell there hungry and unabated in malice, a more sure watch upon that ancient path into his land than any other that his skill could have devised. And orcs, they were useful slaves, but he had pl- had them in plenty. If now and again she loved caught them to stay her appetite, you know, so be it kind of a deal. Uh, he could spare them. Uh, and sometimes as a man may cast a dainty to his cat, his cat, he calls her, uh, but she owns but she owns him not. Sauron uh, would send her prisoners. I'm sorry. Sauron, Sauron would send her prisoners that he had no better uses for. He would have them driven to her hole and report uh, brought back to him of the play she made. So kind of like, dude, seriously, like, like it's like when you let your cat catch a mouse and you're just kind of watching it and seeing yeah, how the cat does it. And yeah. Just amazing, but how how um you know the, just the equal dis, not disdain but uh, disregard that Shelob has for Sauron as well. Mm-hmm. So they both lived delighting in their own devices and feared no assault, nor wrath, nor any end of their wickedness. Never yet had any fly escaped from Shelob's webs, and the greater now was her rage and hunger. So we're seeing here, it's like okay, we think we're out of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, that's quite a beast. She's that's, got a, she's got a strong record. Yeah, that's quite a track record. Yeah. Is what I was just gonna say, and uh, we're not out of it yet. Right. Well, and yeah, so that's something that Sam, as, as so all of that was, as you say, one big sort of aside to kind of tell us the backstory and all that, yeah. that history and the relationship between her and Sauron. And, uh, you know, during that time, they're still running. And, yeah. you know, Sam notices that, that Frodo is getting way ahead of him. Yeah. Something's really driving him to yeah. 
to move forward. And he realized, he looks on ahead and he sees orcs. Yeah. He's like, we'll never rush it like this. There's orcs about worse than orcs. Then returning quickly to his um, long habit of secrecy, he closed his hand about the precious vial, uh, which he still bore. And he tried to quicken his pace. His master was gaining on him. Already he was some 20 strides ahead. Said his feet uh, seemed leaden. Yeah. Like something yeah. was, you know, some kind of power almost was, or whatever. Spell was upon him and he couldn't run. Yeah, Maybe exactly. he was exhausted from, you know, he, he wasn't having the same kind of rush of euphoria that, that Frodo was either, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just the thought that Frodo has that, like, it could be over now. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's like, I'm through it. I can see it. I can, I can go do it now. I can get mm-hmm. it over with, mm-hmm. like, today. Right. Yeah. Which would be great. Yeah. 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 So, so he's just rushing on. And then this is the horror that Sam has to witness, which is God. You know, that, that she love kind of comes out of this, out of this cliff, Yeah, you know, a little way ahead. Uh, he saw suddenly issuing from a black hole of shadow under the cliff, uh, the most loathly shape that he had ever beheld horrible yeah. beyond the horror of an evil dream. And, uh, so yeah, most like a spider she right. was, yeah. but huger than the great hunting beast and more terrible than they because of the evil purpose in her remorseless eyes. So, you know, I mean, he finally sees her bulk, uh, how you know, uh, black she was, the, the blotched, she's blotched with, with livid marks, you know, um, but, but the belly underneath was pale and luminous and gave forth a, um, what to say, gave, gave forth a stench. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, this is just a really interesting <laughs> yeah. Creature, and actually, yep. they go on to talk later on about you know her underbelly and how strong it is, almost yeah. as strong as like a dragon's yeah. scales, you yeah. know. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So she was between Sam and his master. Either she did not see Sam, or she avoided him for the moment as the bearer of the light, and fixed all of her intent upon one prey. Yeah, kind of on focused Frodo. on yeah her meal. Yeah, and so maybe she's also in that state of just like I'm going to. I don't, you know, she's got to know there was two of them, yep. right? Sure. So would she make that mistake of, or maybe she's just overconfident, arrogant, just sure. rushes forward yeah. and kind yeah. of. And know. maybe she's thinking, well, I'll pick this one off and then I'll, you know, the other one will be, I don't know, beside himself to be alone and I'll get him too. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll mm-hmm. drop the light or something and then he'll be mine too. Or maybe he knew that Gollum was going to get him from behind. Yeah. There, there you go. Oh, sure. You know, and then, sure. Then, then she could have him as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, he was, he saw, take the light he was from watching, him. he was watching, yeah, Gollum was watching snake. all that, all that go down and man, you know, didn't go the way he wanted to. So he follows to kind of pursue as well and help yep. out. Yep. Um, but Sam sees that, you know, Shelob is, is swifter than he in a few leaps that she's going to have Frodo. So he yeah. gasped. Can you imagine that sight? No, I can't. That, he's it's your just, master. He's the one you're, awful. you're there to protect. And it's like, it's Sam's worst fear. Right. Exactly. And now you're able to cry out and actually try to, you're, they don't have the heaviness on you and you're about to. And as soon as you do, um, this long clammy hand went over his mouth and God. caught him by the neck. And so this is where he and Gollum sort of have their match, yeah. you know, got him. hissed Gollum in his ear. At last, my precious, we've got him. Yes, the nasty orbit. We take this one. She'll get the other. Wow. Man, dude. Yeah. So yeah. much better than it happens in the film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I mean, you know, Sam now is just enraged, just sudden violence and strength that was far beyond anything Love that Gollum this. had expected from his slow, stupid hobbit, um, as, as he thought of him. Uh, not Gollum himself could have twisted more quickly or more fiercely. Uh, his hold on Sam's mouth uh, slipped, and Sam ducked and lunged forward, trying to tear away from the grip on his neck. So he's trying to get his sword out, too, as well. Yep. And... Um, 
you know, he has Faramir's staff as well, so he uses that to kind of strike. Uh, I had forgotten at, at he Gullen. had that staff. Did yeah, you? Me too. Me yeah, too. Totally, totally forgot. forgotten. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he grabbed, you know, and he's trying to hold his wrist and get rid of his sword. You know, so this is real uh, awesome back and forth here. And he's still got his finger. Gollum has his fingers tightly, you know, gripped around Sam's neck. Yep. And uh, he's got to get rid of that. And actually, you know, what I, what I visualize here is I think he strikes him a couple of times, you know, re, you know, with the uh, walking stick. Breaks um, it over his head. Yeah, yeah. breaks it over his head. Over, yeah, it actually breaks. Or back. Back, his back. on his yep. back. And then he, he has to, like, he heaves himself backwards and, like, uses his body weight to yeah, just, man. like, boom. I, can't you just see this brawl? Yes. Man, yeah. Sam, he should have been a boxer or something. Or like, mm-hmm. he'd been a great rugby player. I'll just tell you that much. Yeah, and so it's like a simple trick, right? But, you know, yeah. Gollum didn't see it happening. And he, yeah. Gollum almost like kind of curses himself for, like, you know, not... Underestimating. Um, underestimating him yeah, and, and yeah. speaking too many words and not just finishing it yes. and doing it. Yep. His pride quicker, got right? in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, again, like, it, we see it... It's kind of the theme, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Is for both light and dark, when you become overconfident when you become arrogant when you think that you can't be defeated that's when it happens you know it happened with with men they let their watch go to the east and evil was allowed to come back it happens with sauron who thinks that no one would ever dare to bring the ring right into mordor and that that's his downfall it happens to Gollum here he thinks you know i've got you know shelob's got frodo i've got sam here let me play with him a little bit yeah i've got this right. It's always, and it's, it, you think about the hobbits. The hobbits are the most underestimated race in Middle-earth. Right. Not even mentioned exactly. in some tales, right? And yeah. some lists they're, they're not that the, the Ents told us about. And so, like, they're the ones who end up saving the world from evil. Yep. Yep. I know. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Great so. lesson that, you know, any of us can do it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the greater the underdog, the greater your, <laughs> yeah. you know, your overcoming can be. Right, right. Um, so yeah, the, so, you know, Sam's able to kind of, you know, um, in the fight and, and he, he swept his sword up from the ground and, 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 uh, you know, Gollum actually ends up springing his side on all fours. He jumped away and, you know, like, like a big frog, it says he kind of bounds away, uh, before Sam could reach him. So he's off and running and he gets away. So, you know, we'll come back to Gollum. I believe that'll be something that, uh, you know, we'll see him later as we know, but for the time being, he is off. Sam will think about him later as well too. So. Uh, I'll read the last paragraph here, just as, uh, to finish the chapter out here. Sword in hand, Sam went after him. For the moment, he had forgotten everything else but the red fury in his brain and the desire to kill Gollum. But before he could overtake him, Gollum was gone. Then, as the dark hole stood before him and the stench came out to meet him like a clap of thunder, the thought of Frodo and the monster um, smote upon Sam's mind. He spun round and rushed wildly up the path, calling and calling his master's name. He was too late. So far, Gollum's plot had succeeded. So, you know, uh, we can surmise that, that Shelob actually, you know, got Frodo. And as he looks ahead, he's despairing because, well, it worked. You know, he's, yeah. the, you know, Shelob has Master Frodo. And, you know, he was able to, to fend him off. He didn't kill Gollum. But, you know, now he's got to decide what to, you know... What to do. And so the next chapter we have is the, the choices of Master Samwise. Yeah. Quite a cliffhanger we're left on. Yeah. Yes. So. Man. It's exciting. It's a, it's a cool chapter. There's, there's some solid cool connections back to ages long past. And, yeah. and, and, you know, even beings who have been around for uh, a long, long time. Galadriel, Tom, and, yeah. and, and, and others. So. As it's uh, enough to make you want to start a Lord of the Rings podcast. Is it? 
I think it is. Is it? <laughs> okay. But you know the funny thing is you, you got to get the name. Right. Right. You got to get the name right. If yeah. you don't get the name right. Then there's no reason. Then you might there's as well no. not even start. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you you know, have any ideas off the top of your head? Uh, well, yeah. Let me see here. Let me see what I come up with. The, don't think too hard. Usually the best ideas come just, just off the top off the of the mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the Sometime She Lobs podcast. Sometimes she loves. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the sometimes she keep podcast or catch. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah she she either lob or she cut or, or she catch. I don't know. She yeah, lob a catch. Yeah. Um, let's see. You mean you've been through this whole podcast? What? Oh, I like that. How is whole spelled? You've been, uh, it's it's W H. Uh, oh my gosh. O-L-E. I like the play on yeah. the yeah the word there. Through this whole. Podcast. Paraphrasing Sam, if you will. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how about the Stars and Glory podcast? Stars and Glory, yeah. yeah. Very very American. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Kind of very actually. patriotic, yeah. Wow, I'm sorry. Right, yeah. Well. Uh, getting close. Getting close. One of these days. Yeah. Something. It's, uh, it's a pipe dream, really. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness. Well, um, man, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that, that chapter got me excited again. It got me hyped up. But it really kind of, again, is going to set the tone for our our third act in books five and six, which is there's there's a I mean, you know, in the words of movie Gandalf, the battle for Helm's Deep is over. The battle for Middle Earth is about to begin. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna jump right into after our choices here. This next chapter, we jump right into Minas Tirith, and then we've got the, you know, the uh, uh, you know the assault on or the the, the launch from Osgiliath and the Pelennor Fields and the great battle and Rohan marching and you know some. Uh, some assault on the Black Gate kind of thing, and uh, wow, the yep. War of the Ring in full will be. We, we haven't even gotten there yet. No, I know that kind of exciting. Yeah, and, and I I want to. I'm interested too as as I look back is uh, to see sort of what the what battles or what's taking place around the same time because I kind of forget you know yeah. what's going on. So, yeah. so oh the timeline. Yeah, right. We're, when we're, what is it? Uh, Peter Jackson explained it because he talked about how the. You know, people would think his timeline in the film was different, but it was actually not. So something about uh, the assault on Minas Tirith happening at the same time as Frodo and Sam entering Shelob's lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, let, let me ask you, though. Yeah, So sure. there's, there's two ways it happened. It happened in the film with Frodo saying, Go home, Sam. I don't need you anymore. And then it happened this way with that never happening and Frodo and Frodo and Sam being together the entire time. And uh, which do you feel was more powerful? The film version or the book version of She Loves Lair? Uh, the book. Yeah, me too. 100%. Kind of a no-brainer, right? Yes, yeah, no-brainer. I mean, I guess I mean, you could argue that, you know, Frodo's by himself. It's more dramatic. Like, he... It's even one more choice for him to regret that, you know, he sent Sam away. And then at one point he says, oh, Sam, you were right. Because you got Gollum sure. toying with him, and he's like, you know, yeah, all alone. Yeah, but I think it's even scarier that you're with your best friend. You're with, and then you have that moment at the end where Sam is witnessing the very thing that he is there to protect. You know, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That that was all yeah. I was gonna say is that that you know when you're, it's a whole other layer, right? Is that your friend or your yeah. companion is in trouble? So. Yeah. Yeah, it could just be we're invested in Frodo, we're upset because he's in he's in peril and he did away and he dismissed Sam, 
or it's like they're still together and there's nothing Sam can do at right, this point. Right. Like, what, what, it's almost scarier, isn't it? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. So, because you're in his shoes thinking like, what What I do? I don't, that, that, what do you're you do? In, you're you in know? such, you're in the same exact bad position as, yeah, as your partner. How are you going to overcome this? Right. You know? you, and and it, at some, in some points there, you can't, there's nothing really they could do to work together. They, they're both blind. Yeah, they're both uh, like stricken. That how are they supposed to work together when their senses are numbed, as the book says? You know, um, I don't know. This mm-hmm. is a weird little aside, but uh, it's my last one. Mm-hmm. But like visually, even like in the film, when they talk about coming out of that, uh, out of the the lair and that kind of that opening where Sam sees in the distance Frodo, you know, sprinting, and then Shelob kind of bounding over. In the film, it's a smaller area than I imagined in my mind from the book. Like oh, in my mind, I yeah. imagine this huge kind of like almost crater or like um, cleft between, you know, two like kind of uh, mountain, I don't know, spines. But it's, yeah. it's it's much more open. It's distant. Like you couldn't even, even if you wanted to call out to Frodo, it would take him a second to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the film, it's a much more, uh, it's more a like a, a arena kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, because you do see him to be much further away. Yeah. And like, don't you? Otherwise, yeah, you're otherwise like, you would sense, or, you know, Shelob would, would, would sense him running or hear him, hear yeah. the scuffle and would know and yeah. be more on guard, I so guess. So just kind of an interesting thing. Like I, I yeah. just imagine, especially after being, maybe it's just in the... In the book, you're in those tunnels for so long, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, finally some some air!" And you imagine yeah. it bigger than it really is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, we got uh, Bywater Post. Yes, All yes, right. we do. So um, we have Jake Shaw here, and uh, I'll Jake. read the first part here, and then I'll pass this over to you. He's got a nice little poem at the end, which is interesting. Ooh, all right. Yeah. So stay tuned for Love that. that. Uh, he says, Dear Lane and Ezra, I know you may dread reading all of this, but I appreciate it. That's <laughs> not true. Yeah. Uh, it says, sorry for grammar. Well, wait till this next episode when you hear our good friend Jim Nichols talk about uh, grammar and being grammatically correct and all those good things. He talks weird. about grammar and grammar. Yeah, he does. It's interesting. Both of them. It's interesting. So, um, I write this to you as I am watching The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I found your podcast recently. I know super late, but I never really listened to podcasts. I fell in love with Tolkien at a young age. Uh, the way that, uh, that, that Tolkien writes and allows the reader the reader's imagination to take control yeah. captivated me. Sure. Uh, I was hooked and have been ever since. I searched Tolkien in the podcast app and came across an unexpected podcast. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, what he says he wasn't exactly sure what to expect, but decided to give it a listen. I have been listening uh, about um, two. Uh, oh, he's on pace, you know, two, two episodes a day. I think he's trying to Good get Lord. caught up here. Lord, you know, Lord bless, Lord bless him. him, you know, uh, he says, I'm starting at the beginning and just listening to you guys talk to the chapters, bouncing ideas off one another and just having a good time. Wish I could join and have a beer in the throat with you all. That takes <laughs> you back, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yeah. my friend. Well, time, uh, man. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I am stoked to have found this podcast and look forward to many more episodes. It's, uh, it's nice to know that there are others out there who believe there are so many hidden gems in Tolkien's writings. Yeah. His writings have gotten me through many difficult situations in my life. Yeah, and I think common thread, you know, we as we go back through this, I mean... We're finding new things. I feel like people who have been reading it for years and years uh, are interested to hear what we have to say only because it's different. It's yeah. Just, you know, um, sometimes we, we can work ourselves into a box. And so it's nice for somebody to come in and, you know, share a different perspective or pull out a line and, and connect it to something that had happened previously. As people have talked about what we're going to do after we finish Lord of the Rings. And yeah. we have we have plans for that. Yes. And it, yes. it'll, it'll take a while. But we've even talked about in... in <laughs> Rude, in, recent, yeah. in recent days, 
I've even gotten more excited at the thought of going back and doing a reunion tour and reading these books again, again. and doing yeah. a re-reread. Right. And just we're, like, we're just at the end of, of two towers. Right. Right. <laughs> and what 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 new things will we find then? What perspective will we have then? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, Okay, so he goes on to say, in fact, a semester before I graduated college, I took a Shakespeare class. We were discussing his sonnets and his writings. We discussed one where Shakespeare had capitalized words such as death and time as if they were beings and not just things. Oh, my gosh. That kind of totally fits into, you know, the force. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The uh, light. Yeah, so yeah. That, he says, I hope that makes sense. And yes, it does make sense. Yes, it does. Um, it was as if they were names. Uh, as I as I was talking this, uh, as I was taking this class, um, you know, yeah, I, uh, you know, I was rereading The Hobbit as well as The Fellowship and came across one of my favorite poems. The road goes ever on and on. Mm. I realized that Tolkien had left road capitalized. Oh, and he says, you know, I'm not saying that, oh that, that Tolkien meant this, but it held meaning for me. And I thought it interesting, in my opinion, um, that uh, Tolkien did something similar to Shakespeare here. He left road capitalized at a glance. We oh overlook my it, gosh. but I feel potentially uh, that quote road being capitalized is referring to life. Oh my gosh. Dude. Yeah. Right. And our own individual uh, journeys, life goes ever on and on. Cool. Wow. Really cool. It's really cool. Uh, then you can continue to read, um, I'm in you know, Jake. Poem I, I'm, I'm buying it. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it says, I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, he's never really typed it out before. Uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting, too, to put your thoughts to writing and, and things. So um, Awesome. I love that. So he says, anyways, the quote meant so much to me that I ended up getting the road goes ever on tattooed on my inner bicep. No way. Yeah. I can send oh, photos. Yes. We, I, have we has seen he, that in the group? He, he might I have. think we have. Yeah, he might have been, been one who has sent it. Yeah, so we're, all, we're always catching up on Bywater Post. So. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm sorry this is so much. Almost done. <laughs> I don't get to talk talking very much. Don't apologize. Uh, or about my experiences with him, so I really am enjoying this. Yes. Lastly, I wanted to share a poem that I wrote uh, for my Shakespeare class about The Hobbit. And the title is Bright Past as if Bilbo is writing. So this is interesting. Wow. This is, so this is not, switch you. not fan fiction, but like a form of Tolkien-inspired Mm-hmm. Ah, literature. Okay, so bright past, as if Bilbo was writing. If ever fields are green, then I shall walk. Though rolling hills under which lie my home, the gaffer comes to garden, but shall talk. It is then I get the urge to go roam. A gray-hatted man arrives at my knoll. He asks if I desire an adventure. I dare not leave my cozy hobbit hole. The thought of a journey without a small trencher. Wow. Thirteen haggard dwarves do travel... Wow. If I could, if I could read that'd be excellent. Thirteen haggard dwarves do traverse with me. Also, a wise wizard who guides and cares. Erebor, our journey endeth with thee. Along the way was ill news and wicked snares. There and back, holding tea by hearth at last, writing tales of my adventures bright past. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, Jake Shull from California. That yep. is so cool, dude. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, like something Bilbo would just. He's, it's just real quick and he's thinking about his mm-hmm. his journeys something to, to yeah. man, it's like the whole story just right there right there yeah, in a it poem is. that's beautiful it it, right there in a poem and I, I do think that's the thing is that like you have these little the way in which he phrases things or, or punctuates things or whatever you know yeah. he's, he's, he's the master at that and yeah, so you know um, yeah. 
it's really neat when we go back and look at that. And I'm actually interested to go back now and look for capitalization and emphasis uh-huh. on different words and things. So, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, my oh, friend. Oh boy. All right. Well, we've got a little straw. Thank you, Jake, for that. Again, as we always say every episode, that is our favorite part of every episode. Uh, we mm-hmm. love getting to know you guys better and um, hear your stories and feel like we, I don't know, we're, we're a part of each other's Tolkien tales now. And that's really what these stories are all about, right? Bringing people together from uh, all different uh, places in the world and walks of life and, uh, you know, different beliefs and different backgrounds. And yeah showing that we're stronger because of it. All right, so strawberries with cream. For some people, it's spiders. For others, it's snakes. What gives you the creeps, my friend? Oh, boy. Other than me. Other than you. Other than you. Um, you know, like, yeah, some people, it's clowns. It's, it, it could be, you know, different things. Some people, it's bats. Okay, sorry if I stole Spoiler you. alert. Thanks, dude. I didn't know. I was guessing. I was guessing. Jamie, Laura Blossom. <laughs> I don't know. I was just guessing. Um... For me, it actually is like I have had. Okay, you ready for you ready for you ready for some strawberries? Is this a real one? This is real. Okay, um, it's funny. Where's Jim when you need him? I know, you know? right? He go, yeah, right, Ezra. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Bull. So I had these dreams growing up. I used to go to Kentucky quite a bit, and a couple of my cousins have been bit by copperheads, and they're poisonous. They have copperheads there? Absolutely, they do. Yes. You got to suck the poison out. They've got copperheads. Yeah. No, they don't. Rattlesnakes? Yes, they do. In Kane Tuck. In Kane Tuck, they do. Get out of here. Hundred percent. Um, so not, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, they do. So okay, I believe anyways. you sort of down in the tri-state region, you know, there. So, yeah. um, we were, so I would, I would always see that. I went to, oh my gosh, let me see here. Um, what was her name? Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. No, you're no, another one. I'm actually another former Mrs. Re- Kirk, huh? Trying to remember it. Um, <laughs> she what is that? yeah, for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. It was one of my great aunts, and I honestly am blanking on her name right now because she was kind of like a. I never really knew my my, my grandmother um, on my dad's side, mm. so you know. I didn't um, know that about you. Yeah, I did not. So I actually grew up kind of knowing my aunt Irene, um, my great aunt Irene, who just kind of became sort of our our grandma, kind of took over. That's why that's why we went down there so much, and that's why my wow. dad kind of grew up down there after his mom passed away at a really early age. So, but we would huh. go down to Kentucky, man, and like you, we were literally told, "Watch out for, you know, the snakes." That's crazy, you know? man. And I can't remember as my as my great aunt Irene's sister. We were over at her house. There were three to four snakes underneath that porch, and we saw them as we were walking up, and, and, and we're walking in. And I'm just like, "What?" That's nuts. And she would say, like, you know, make sure you jump out from the, you know, if you're going out in the backyard, don't just step right down. You know, um, like, like, you know, kind of like if you're going over a log, jump you, out from the deck. Yeah. You want to step out away from it because they, they're, right, they're, they're the right underneath what? the steps. They're Jeez. right there. And I was like, what? No way. You know? And so Sarah and I are out there and the grass is thick, you know, should be mowed. I'm like, we're playing in the gravel. We are in the gravel in no the driveway kidding. where I can see things, you know? So snakes, man, I had many, many dreams, um, where I went to church, huh. we didn't have a bathroom. We had an outhouse and that's no joke. That is no joke. It's actually up until about 2000. Oh my gosh! Fred, I get your snake bitten while you're draining yeah, the snake. Dude, I'm telling you, man, there were snakes out by the outhouse, so we would go, and there were they weren't like real poisonous snakes or anything, but like still yeah, bites a bite. They you were know snakes. What I mean? So I had these dreams, man, of just me being in. It's like Indiana Jones, man. I was just like in this pit of snakes, and snakes. I, I just my life. I was they were the worst dreams ever. So I, I can't. Oof. So snakes, and then on top of that, the ocean. I don't belong there. I'm not gonna. I'm not. It's gonna, very hobbity. 
Big water. I, yep, the water. I'll stay away, stay away from that. The ocean is pretty freaky, especially it's, when you consider like we don't know. Have no clue what's in there. Like 99% of what's going on in the Nothing, oceans. Not a clue. So Yikes. And snakes are also very scary. Uh, man, I shouldn't take you on a walk in Amanda around springtime because they all come out and they get dried up and then just die right on the road. They'd probably freak you out. Big old blue-green snakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Probably just uh, garter snakes or whatever. But uh, Yeah, so spoiler alert. Mine is bats. Um Okay, sorry, sorry, my sorry. I'm getting a a memory flashback is just triggered. You just started of us sitting right here, and it was flying around our heads. Uh, So, for I don't know if I've ever told the full story, but our house, uh, the you know our little bag end here in the Shire of America is uh, perfect. Uh, Goldberry and I want to live here our entire lives. Uh, That's that's the the plan. It's like our real dream home. Uh, Yeah, just just, it feels like a vacation uh, all the time. It's it's pretty crazy. An absolute uh, horror to clean because, uh, you know, it's just old houses. They take forever to clean. Anyway, mm-hmm. everything was perfect, right? Um, and uh, the, the one, one catch with this house is that uh, something the seller didn't, uh, you know, disclose to us. Yeah. Or, or, you know, he made sure it was off any kind of inspection or whatever. When the inspection was done, there were certain areas they didn't look in for sure. Uh, a colony of up to <laughs> 80 bats, 90 bats, <sighs> once resided in the walls of this house. Um, so that was uh, small brown bats. And uh, for those of you who don't know, because most people don't know, they're a protected species, which I am all for. I'm a, I'm a nature lover. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm big into uh, animal rights. I, you know, I, you know, I, I still eat meat. So shame on me for even talking about it. Right. Oh yeah. But Sorry, no. Kurt. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I would love to be like, I would love to be a vegetarian vegan. I would love to do it, but I just, I still love the, the way meat tastes so much. It's terrible. But anyway, uh, I digress again, butterbur mode. Mm-hmm. So they're bats are protected. So you can't just like, Hey, get the exterminator out here. Let's get rid of these 90 bats or let's transport these bats somewhere else. Can't do anything. Can't tamper with them. There are even yeah. times where you can't, uh, have removal services done because the babies are still inside. And if the parents get, can't get back to the babies, that's also against the what? law. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're very wow. protected because actually they're a great pest control. If you think about it, they eat bugs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're also, I don't think they're pollinators, but they're just, they're, they're good for the, uh, uh, they're good for the environment. So anyway, uh, yeah. So bats. So we've had many run-ins of bats, bats flying out of ceiling fans, bats flying out of air ducts, bats, winding up in Amazon boxes that have been newly opened just in the house. Yeah, I remember that one. That yep. was that was crazy. Bats appearing in the middle of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bat with two babies getting stuck in one of our blinds. Uh, yeah, uh, and then, you know, there was the, the joy of cleaning up guano every morning uh, from their entry exit way. And so anyway, finally uh, realized that they were, we thought maybe they would go away and never come back. Mm-hmm. realized that wasn't happening. So we were able to have people come in and put up one-way doors and then after a period of time seal up those holes and I just knocked uh-huh. on literal you wood. I, yeah. I think most of them are gone. Uh, actually, the other night we were outside watching and uh, I'm, all, I'm like, upset, you know, I, it's something I can't untrain. If I hear them, I hear them and yeah. I can hear bats anywhere. We'll be in the middle of a park and I'll go, there's bats here. Yeah. Look up, you see those little things flying? I can hear them squeaking. What? I can't hear anything. I, those are bats. Just just be be warned. Those are bats. Um, it's like my bat sense. I'm like Spider-Man. But yeah. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. You are Batman. I was, I was about to say that was my I'm Batman. Batman. You're, okay. You're Batman. Um, but I'm so scared of them. They, they freak the, the crap out of me. Um, so anyway, we were out there last night and I saw them flying around. I'm like, great, they're bat. That's cool. 
they're back. They're, 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 they're taking back over the house. They're I'm screwed. They're yep. back. And uh, but shined a flashlight up there, and uh, you know the old file, file of Galadriel, and it looked like they were bats who had been returning, and were trying to get back in our house and couldn't find the same doorway. Yeah. yeah. So there was a word of command that Gandalf yes, sealed it. that up with. Sorry, friends. And please, God, I'm I'm hoping for the There's future a tree of our home or a cave that that yeah, you just go somewhere else. Yeah, go to my neighbor's house. I don't care. Yeah, just you'll not, be fine. Not you'll mine. Be okay. So yeah. uh, so anyway, bats. Yeah, I tell you, freak quick, me out. Quick story on bats. Yeah, I was with a friend of mine, bat uh, wings, old church, old church friend. Uh, no, we're not talking about that. Um, and we were fishing late at night. We were doing yeah. late night fishing to see it hit a pond. That's creepy, man. And we caught a bat on accident. Um, oh, like from casting? Yeah, casting. Holy cow! I probably and thought that was a bug, and it, it was going exactly to get it. Exactly did, and it totally just gulped it up. And I was like, "What was that?" Like our line just died, and he was like, "Probably caught a bat." I'm like, "What?" Oh my gosh! And he, we reeled it in. Sure enough, how'd you get? Did you touch it to get it off? He did. I didn't. Oh, yeah. dude! I, I mean, I think we have a video on the page of me catching that one upstairs. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And I, I can tell you honestly, for the first job. like two years, Sarah had to save me. The very first time it happened, yeah, it was in our bedroom. We were lying down. I look up. I go, yeah. And I see this shadow. I mean, yeah. they look like freaking uh, fell beasts flying around with sure. ring wraiths on them, sure. you know, in the dark. And even when you turn the light on. And I literally, I pulled the covers over my head and Sarah goes, I guess I'll take care of this. <laughs> and she did. She's the best. Um, so, uh, but I have, I, I think having the girls has given me the courage to be, yeah. you know, uh, an adult. So, yeah, it's good. I'm trying, good. trying okay. to overcome my fears. Oh, awesome. How about uh, time for sharing the load, my friend? Yeah, you know, friends, we've got some exciting things coming up. We have a cool Patreon episode. By the way, sorry for the Patreon episode that's coming up. There, no, don't apologize. It, well, I'm just going to tell friends that explicit rating. it's explicit rating, yeah. and so I'm warning you now. If you listen to it and you're offended, then well, and if you have was, a certain image of Ezra, that was your own fault in your head. <laughs> that was your own fault. Okay, you, you shouldn't have done that. So we, we're telling you right now not to go. Not to go listen to it, but it is for those of you who are interested in too. Yeah. Uh, uh, some of the funnier, you know, story. We, we, we found humor in dark moments in our life. I, I was just going to say the whole premise is that is that lighthearted laughter and finding the the comedy in life's tragedies, getting in unexpected situations. Yes. And like, how do I get out of it? Yes. What do I do? So and, there's some funny stuff. That is funny for us, not for the individual at the time, but but also like how laughing about stuff can get you beyond it. It can help you conquer. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's we should probably do a follow-up because there is actually happy happy endings to some of those stories that we tell. Dude, and Jim um, was even thinking, he was like, dude, why didn't I tell that story? Like I know, after same, we recorded, same, he was like, thing. I, I, that, I forgot yeah, that and one. And then I actually said, you know, why did I tell that story? That's what I was <laughs> but no, so some fun stuff there on, on Patreon, and uh, we've got some other cool things lined up. But, but honestly, we appreciate you guys helping us out and just sharing the load. So, you know, uh, there's that. We have... Um, you know, really, with the studio, just a, just an update. I, I said at the top of the show, we plan on starting some of that construction around the end of May. Got to get Kev and some of the other guys. And we, we know some of you have volunteered and who are local want to come help us work on that. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, but, yeah, um, another thing you could do to share the load is also just um, head over to at Up Talking Tolkien on Instagram. You can know, head over to Facebook and what have you. Um, support us there. Write a review. That always is very helpful. Uh, yeah, and we have a special guest for you now. You want to say hi? Can you say hello? Say hello? Yeah, my mouth's full right now. 
She's doing uh, second second lunch, I think. Oh, second lunch. You keep going. She's going to warm see. up. Yeah, she'll warm up. All right. So anyways, yeah, so that's that's share the load. We have uh, the newsletter with Jen Shepard. we got a website coming. Um, we have we have some fun things, too. If you're interested in social media takeover and you're one of our Valar patrons, we'd like to get that going at some point as well, too. So uh, some cool things coming up with uh, Sherston and, 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 uh, and Phil. So yeah, we'll we'll go. You, was that a no? Did I get a no? I was trying to scroll down on the dock, and she's typing. She's not. She she's said not no. having that. Okay, cool. Well, can you say? Can you say hello? Yeah, she can. Ooh, does it smell good? Don't it's actually a new mic. The sniffing. It's actually a new mic. She. Can you yeah. say? Can you say hello? Say hello. Hello. Wow. Well, there you go, friends. Can you say um, I love you? Yeah, I love. Oh, oh my goodness you're the sweetest well guys when he loves you we love you too um sharing the load is a cool way to i don't know like like as we we're just explaining there's lots of ways to do it yeah it's a it's a beautiful thing so yeah we love you guys what did she just do so yeah, she is better at this thing than i am yeah so we want to oh, the time for weekly well wishes it's time for us to get out of here formerly right? Fortnite farewells we yeah. want to thank you for uh yeah i didn't rewrite that uh, we want to thank you for uh slicing your way through the webs with us there you go uh next time we're going to be uh, we're going to be having some some major life decisions to make some choices with old master samwise yes, gmg yeah. uh, as we uh get into chapter 10 i think of, yeah. of mm-hmm. book four the final chapter of book four yep. which is called the choices of master samwise gmg right can't wait for that so uh, if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review uh leave a comment or send us a shadow facts We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight, and remember... Hey, can you say Frodo lives? I shot. Cousin, that's great. Frodo lives. She's laughing. She's laughing. Frodo lives. <laughs> say, hello, I love you. Ayo. Say, Elmo. Elmo. Say, Mommy. Mommy. Say, Charlotte. <laughs> can you say, Banana. Banana. Hey, Winnie, when you want more of something, what do you say? Please, good girl. There's just lots of babies yeah, popping up. Real good. It's like Shelob getting all her kids out there and yeah. going in around the spider shed. Yeah, she's in out there. Y'all get out there and buy me some hobbits. You know when you know when the girl hobbit has her baby. She said, you know what, come here, boy. I'm going to eat your thorax. You look pretty tasty. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to make it very long anyway. I'm going to get you up. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.